2: What's good, baby? Stamie Barling, one half of D Loman KC. And thank you so much for downloading the podcast here. We really appreciate it. And hopefully, you're a subscriber of the podcast. That way, you get every single episode, every single day, every single interview, every single clip, every single bit of King's News delivered right here to your mobile device it doesn't matter if you're subscribing through apple spotify google play it doesn't matter if you're subscribing through stitcher or the odyssey app you'll get every single episode delivered right here to your mobile device and if you're using one of the platforms that allow you to rate and review the show please do particularly on apple podcasts as i know that's where most of you are listening from if you could hit the five-star review if you think we're worth it it only takes a split second and if you could leave a review that would be great as well the reviews. Cool. Again, it only takes a couple of seconds to do that, but it literally takes just a split second to hit that five star button, man. We really appreciate you for being here with us and enjoy the show. I forgot I gotta hit this. I gotta hit that. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. We got him screaming D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo. We got him screaming D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC,
2: D-Lo, K-C, D-Lo. We a number one spot, we a number one spot for some sports, huh? Got the city going crazy when we work, huh? We top two, but we ain't two, we in first, huh? And
4: when you need the real, we is who you search, huh? d KC, d
2: KC, d KC, d We a number one spot. Let's go, young city. <laughs> Let's go, De'Aaron Fox. Let's go, let's go, baby. D-Fox. The Sacramento D-Fox. Kings got two All-Stars. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's go, let's go. Welcome into the Friday, February 10th edition of d and KC. I'm Damian Barlin. Acknowledge me. He's Kenny kind of Caraway. Yes, sir. Acknowledge me. And we are headed out to Monty McNair's press conference uh, coming up here in just a couple of minutes as soon as Monty McNair takes the podium. Uh, we'll go to Monty McNair. Uh, You'll be able to watch it on the live stream. You'll be able to hear it on the radio. If you're on the Odyssey app, if you're on 98.5 FM uh, HD2, if you uh, are watching, listening, wherever you are, uh, we appreciate you so much uh, for being with us. We appreciate you allowing us to be a part of your Kings coverage. Uh, As we mentioned, uh, De'Aaron Fox named uh, to the All-Star team today one of three reserves uh, that got added to the squad, Anthony Edwards, Ant-Man on his way to the All-Star game, uh, as is Pascal Siakam. So two names that uh, a lot of people thought, hmm, they missed out, huh? Well, they didn't miss out now. Uh, Siakam, Anthony Edwards, and our guy De'Aaron Fox is in, and the Sacramento Kings have two All-Stars.
5: That's what I'm talking about right there. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, where's Stringer at? Where's Stringer at? We got two All-Stars.
6: I want you to put the word out there that we back up. Understand me? back
7: up,
2: back up. Come it's a on, big man. deal man it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a big deal i did absolutely I, I off the top of my head denver doesn't have two all-stars no memphis doesn't have two
5: all-stars they do they shouldn't oh they, they do. do i'm sorry they, they do f- they
2: shouldn't I, let's I, just be real okay you're i <laughs> it's my bad I, i'm not even gonna say anything they have two all-stars mm. they do uh mm. john ja, ja jjj that's that's I'm gonna hey, I'm gonna need to be reminded about look, that for a long, long time. And,
5: and I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say since since De'Aaron got in there, however he got in there, i I ain't gonna say nothing about JJ. Jaron can have it. Yep. Congratulations, Jaron.
2: Jaren can have it. Um yeah. LA, the Clippers, the oh, Lakers, yeah. Phoenix Suns. That's crazy. So them and the them Sacramento, Sacramento Kings have two cool all stars.
5: In the Western Conference uh all star all star team.
2: Technically the Mavericks do.
5: Technically, they do. Techn- right? I mean, I mean, right? They yeah, do. Yeah.
2: They, they, they,
5: they do. Uh, yeah. Luka
2: Doncic is back tonight. Boy, the Boy, eyes of the go. NBA world. Let's go. The eyes of the NBA world are going to be on the Golden 1 Center tonight. I'm
5: getting charged up. I'm getting charged up. I, I want this one. No doubt. I want this
2: one. Yes, indeed. I'll tell you, this, look,
5: man, I don't like the Lakers. I hate the Lakers. Uh, don't get it twisted. Yeah, no but doubt. But where, sure. where that clip came from, okay, Lake Show. That trash clip. I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. If Carmelo would have signed with the uh, Mavericks, I wouldn't have been saying that. You see how I feel about Kyrie, my my guy on the court. Him feeling about the Mavericks, I hate the Mavericks. All right, okay. So I want all the smoke. I want the Mavericks tonight, tomorrow night, and I want them in the playoffs.
2: Okay, well you're going to get them tonight. You're 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 going to get them tomorrow, and you're going to get. We're going to see for the very first time uh, this new Dallas Mavericks team.
5: Well, I'm I'm seeing reports. I thought we were now they're saying luca's out they they literally just said luca was available i i i know i i, I saw the same thing luca talked to reporters as after, as after,
8: as after as that, that report came out and said he saw his discomfort in his heels so he's going to try and play he hopes to play tomorrow mm.
5: who was that was that shams <laughs> that was shams that was shams who said it
2: earlier this morning well, how, how 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 much time is on the dump button?
5: Can we just erase the first four minutes of this? <laughs> like we don't have to erase erase my hate for the Mavericks. I still don't like them. What was Kyrie? I hate it had to be you because we about to do work tonight. What was the real bad shams tweet from?
2: You remember? You remember what it was? It was the big three one, right? Oh, that the big three was disappearing. Was it, there was that, right? Like something the big like three that. Like gonna, they were going under, something like that. Ice Cube was broke. Oh, yeah. That's right.
5: Oh, I'm Shams. Sure. Shams, uh, I saw stats yesterday. Shams lost to Woj. Woj whooped his ass. Well, it was closer to
2: nine. I think Woj whooped his ass. It was 11 to 10. The best part was, though, Pat Bev tweeting about Woj, and then Shams tweets the news that Pat Bev has been traded to Orlando. <laughs> That was marvelous. That was beautiful.
5: Uh, Eleven ten trade news broken. This trade deadline, Woads beat Shams. Well,
1: you are a rock star.
2: Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> that's, that's just okay. That's
5: pipe down a little bit there. We don't need to be hearing this, Adam.
6: We're also money. excited to welcome Kessler Edwards to Sacramento, a player we've been tracking uh, back all the way to his college days. Young, athletic. By the uh, way, Monty McNair press Big wing, underway. extremely He's versatile. Uh, we're certainly looking forward to getting him into our system and, and seeing what he can do. Um, but at the end of the day, we, we as always, did our due diligence and vetted um, vetted the market. Uh, ultimately, uh, just made the one move. But, um, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're uh, letting this group and the continuity that, they, that they've shown continue to uh, shine through for the rest of the year. So uh, we know the job, as always, never done. Uh, We're confident in the team we built, and um, with that, I'll take questions. Started pretty abruptly, obviously,
2: Monty McNair, Sacramento Kings general manager. What's up, sir? Um, When you look at when you went into Thursday,
9: did you have it in your mind that that you guys were probably going to leave things as is, or did you feel like some more things could have uh, potentially fallen through for you?
6: The the whole week is is intense, and um, so, no, we certainly went in... um, you know, with uh, with our normal mindset, and uh, had lots of conversations uh, the entire week, all the way up till uh, the final buzzer. And um, you know, it just this year uh, we ended up doing doing less than maybe we've done in the past. But um, you know, like I said, our our one of one of the things we wanted to do was be protective of that group, and so um, you know, ultimately we, we explored a bunch of things, but none none met that threshold.
9: I know being reactionary is never ideal, but seeing all the moves that were happening in the West, did that factor into your calculus at all?
6: I think uh, I would say high level. No, you know, we, our group, we do a great job of preparing, heading into the deadline, just like we do during the draft. um, So that we know what our value is. Obviously as things change uh, with our competitors, that can change that calculus, but we also don't want to be reactionary just to be reactionary. We'll never do that. Um, But um, we, the, the West is always tough. Um, I've been in the West now for 16 seasons, and this is no different. Um, we think we're in a really good spot, but we know we got 28 games left, and we're going to have to go and, and uh, fight it out with some really good teams. But we're also confident in the group that has done that already for, for 54 games. So, um, you know, we're, we're all confident. Um, and most importantly, the players are confident.
4: Yeah, Money, defensively, you guys have not been great all season. You're still in the bottom, like six in the league. Um, is that something that you just felt like you couldn't address at the deadline without messing with the core of the team?
6: I think defensively, uh, look, we know we need to be better. Um, I would say we need to be better offensively, too, and I think we can on both sides. Um, we certainly struggled at the start of the year. I think we've been better, um, you know, kind of in this middle part of the season. Uh, but we know we're going to need to be even better, especially with, with, uh, with what our schedule looks like going forward. But um, we think the, the guys here have already shown the ability to do it. We need to be a little more consistent. But Mike and his staff have done a, a great job, and uh, I think we're, you know, we're 19th or 20th since December 1st. So better, but not, certainly not good enough. Um, but I think there's been some, some signs of improvement. We want to see that continue while our offense continues to, to be where it's at in the top two to three of the league. Monte, you talked about wanting to let
9: this group continue to gel how much does it come into play and how much do you worry about not wanting to impact negatively a locker room or team chemistry or team camaraderie and not wanting to break up something like that when making any kind of move
6: yeah I think it's it's part of the calculus and um, you know we, we've turned over over half our roster in the last in the last year so there's there's been a lot of change we got new coaching staff and we said I think at the beginning of the year, um, we don't know exactly what it's going to be. And we want to sit and evaluate and see what's, see what's going to happen. And obviously there's been some ups and downs. We started 0-4. Uh, we, we really busted out after that. We've, we've, we've fought through some tougher times. But um, I think consistently this team has shown that they will answer the challenge, continue to improve. Um, so that doesn't mean that we didn't explore other things because there could be those things. But we have to balance – doing a move against the continuity and just ultimately, um, you know, none of those came, came past that point. Monty, how how do you weigh the differences between evaluating your team in November, December, January versus post all-star break and
9: potentially a playoff run? Like, are you still in that evaluation mode of like, I want to see how this
6: group does in, in this situation? Yeah, I would say we're always always evaluating, but less less of an evaluation period. We're, we're much more confident for sure uh, now that we're you know at this point in the season. Um, but um, there, there's always going to be new challenges, um, and yeah, our job's never done. It's it's definitely a twelve month a year uh, kind of thing these days, um, and uh, you know now now our job is to to go and figure out how to get this group, um, you know, to continue to do what they've done and, and uh, you know, come out on, on top and meet our goal of of making the playoffs here uh, by the end of the season.
8: Hey, Monty. Um, you kind of addressed it, but entering the season, there were a lot of new changes and nobody really knew what this team was going to be. Um, I'm just curious, was there a point in the season or maybe a specific game where you realized that this team was special?
6: It's a good. It's a good question. Uh, I would probably point to the Utah game at home. Um, we, if I'm going to get the sequence right, uh, we're down one. De'Aaron missed a couple shots. We got a couple offensive rebounds, and I believe every all five guys touched it. It was completely unselfish, uh, scrappy. Uh, we had, uh, by the way, I'll get back to this, but our our second All Star. Uh, missed a couple shots, but then fought for the rebound. Uh, Harrison got it, kicked it to Keegan, who immediately uh, swung it to Kevin, who knocked down about a 30-footer. Uh, and the place went crazy. But I think that just showed um, our guys aren't going to quit, um, and – but they're also going to be unselfish. Uh, they're going to get get in the fight, and um, you know they're going to be confident that when the ball hits their hand, they're going to knock down the shot we need them to. So, uh, if I had to point to one, I'd point to that. That was that was special. Um, but you know, there's been a lot of moments along the way.
8: Yeah, Monty. Throughout this decision making process, what was on your mind is what would make the end of this season a successful year.
6: Uh, again, we we try. We know what our long term. You know, goal, goals are certainly in the short term. We want to make the playoffs. Longer term, uh, we want to become a contending team in the West. Um, but our focus is what can we do tonight, tomorrow, and and forward. And that's what I think has gotten us to that point. And Mike um, has done a fantastic job of doing that. Um, you know, he if he's not the coach of the year at this point, I think uh, something's wrong. But to have our team where they are now. Um, I believe we have something like the most blowout wins and the fewest blowout losses. And I think that shows our guys get down, they fight back. And some nights we don't have it, but we're there trying to figure out a way. Um, there was maybe a Memphis game earlier this year where we just couldn't make a shot, but our defense held us in it. We, we almost pulled it out in the end. There's been other times where it's all clicking and, um, you know, teams have a hard time sticking with us on both ends. So, Um, you know, testament to, to Mike and and what they've done. But um, I think if we continue that process, we're going to, we're going to get to to where we need to get to uh, not just this year, but going forward. Uh, Do you anticipate
4: looking at the buyout market at all to add depth, or do you think you're, you're pretty much done with the roster? trying
6: to improve like I said 12 month 12 month a year job we'll continue to look at opportunities uh, that can that can help our team but at the same time um, not just our starting lineup our depth has been great um, we've had 10 11 12 13 guys contribute um, and uh, you know shout out to our Stockton team who uh, is first in the West right now We've had uh, Keon Ellis and Mias Keita and others down there developing. So, you know, we're confident our roster top to bottom. But, of course, if there's opportunities to, to continue to help that present, we'll, we'll look at those.
4: Yeah, Monty, um getting Domas into the All-Star game had to be a huge thing for you specifically because of the way that the Tyrese Halliburton trade was looked at. But how much does having Fox also there – Sort of validate everything that happened in that situation where you not only got one All Star, but you got one that helped another guy get to the All Star game as well.
6: Yeah, certainly not about uh, not about me. Uh, that's about Domas and, and what he's done for this team, and um, he's he's just been fantastic from from day one. And we run a ton of stuff through him on both ends. We rely on him heavily. Um, it's uh, it's it's a pleasure to watch him out there. Um, and then De'Aaron, who's you know been I guess the new award, whatever it is, the Jerry West award I mean deaaron has been amazing down the stretch um in in the clutch um and uh i'm I'm just so happy for De'Aaron. I had all my remarks about how you know I believe we have two all stars even though it hasn't been recognized yet. I'm so happy it's been recognized and um you know those two guys they're they're the engines that make us go, and um you know it's the the pieces around them. Uh, Harrison Barnes who's you know certainly I guess our, our quote-unquote veteran leader he's won a championship uh, Kevin uh, Keegan coming in as a rookie on and on Davion Malik uh, Trey Chamezi Rashawn you know Terrence Davis we, we go on these guys I think all feed off those two guys and uh, compliment them very well and um, you know I'm, I'm happy for the recognition that they've gotten
9: you look at all these accomplishments that you have along the way, you know, it's like the first time since so many years you get different franchise leaders, you got two all-stars and so forth. Does this at all exceed maybe some of the expectations or thoughts that you might've had about this team before the season started? Has anything kind of um, surprised you or exceeded maybe some of the things that you thought this team could be?
6: I think, uh, you you know, there's always some range of outcomes that can happen uh, at the start of the season. Um, And, uh, you know, I think, uh, our group felt really good about what we'd put out there and the opportunities that, um, that the team had to, to grow. We got a coach in Mike who you know, we felt could be the, the perfect coach and has proven that for this group. Um, we had what we thought could be two all-stars, which has proven out. Um and uh we, we certainly wanted to add a lot of shooting around those guys and, and guys who can play hard and and you know be two way guys. So um I think a lot of the things that we thought could happen and maybe some of the, some folks were more or less confident in, in those things happening, um a lot of those have borne out and we've seen that. Um but we're only two thirds of the way through the season. I don't think they hand out playoff bursts at this point. So uh we got, you know, one third of the season to go and um, you know we're going to have to continue to answer those challenges like we've done. It might
9: not hand out playoff berths at this point in the season but owners hand out contract extensions. How how happy were you to get
6: that and and now how big is it for you to be on the same timeline as Mike Brown as well? Yeah, I'm, I'm first of all obviously uh thank Vivek and um you know his support and everything along the way and this is just uh you know I'm very happy the next step in our uh you know in our relationship my my wife and and kids were you know love sacramento so uh happy that we can um you know continue to to grow our family here um but also it you know mostly a testament to all the people that uh you know help along the way first and foremost uh you know Wes wilcox who's here he's run his own team uh he should be running one uh very soon if not uh, should already have been there um, but Phil Jabor who you know runs our entire personnel uh, he's going to be next in line Paul Johnson already running our our G League team um, into first place you know I think there's going to be multiple folks in the very uh, near term that are are uh, you know I'm going to have to be negotiating with at future trade deadlines and they'll know all my tricks and I'll know all theirs, but um, that group and the, and the rest of our front office, um, you know, is is uh, the reason for all that. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're happy about, you know, what we got going, what, we, what we're going to try to finish this year and now, you know, continue to go on uh, in future years.
9: Monty, can back to the trade deadline, can you share any insight on the current market value of second round picks? I know you have a collection of them. We saw multiple deals with five second round picks being moved for, for players. Just
6: what is any insight that you can share on what that value is of a second rounder today? Hmm. Um, second rounders can be used in many different ways. Um, we've, we've drafted second rounders. We've, uh, traded them in, in different moves. Um, we have, uh, sent, send a second rounder last year for a rights owned player. Um, so, you know, I think they're, they're a currency, this year, there were a lot of teams trying to improve. Um, there's a ton of parity across the league. And, uh, you know, that's the market, right? When there's more buyers and sellers, maybe that, that inflates some of those prices. But um, all those things are, are part of the portfolio, whether we, um, you know, use them use them in pick and trade, um, you know, in other ways, you know, we, we're always balancing those things. But, um, you know, just part of our portfolio that we try to do to get this team to where we need to. Monty, this is obviously a fan base that hasn't seen the playoffs
9: in, in 16 years. When you're operating at the trade deadline, how, how do you balance the idea of maybe pushing all your chips in to maybe make a move that's more uh, win now, so to speak, versus, like you said, wanting to contend for, for the long run and, and years to come?
6: Yeah, um, we've said it from day one, but making the playoffs is is very important and um, and is our our stated short-term goal. Um, at the same time we're we're also um making sure that we're that we're gonna be here for a long time and um we're gonna be in the playoffs, we're gonna be competing, we're gonna be growing. Um but you know, we I would say um we we looked at moves that, that may help us in the short term and tr- help solidify that at the same time what this group's done. Um, you know, we have we have guys that uh that have been in and out of the rotation that we think um, you know, can can help us. So I think we got we have a lot of depth um, already, and uh, guys that have proven they can help us. Um, so you know, we're, we're happy about that group. And and like we said, the, the 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 continuity of the group is something that we haven't had as much of. We've had a lot of turnover lately, and you know, now that we've had the this, this success there, we think that's that can be a big part of our stretch run as well.
8: Monty. Yeah, Monty, heading into your setting, second contract and not too long, how do you feel like? you've grown as an individual and a general manager since when you first took this job?
6: I'm way less nervous at press conferences. Um, So, uh, which I don't know. I hope that's a good thing. Um, Although the first press conference, there was no folks there with COVID. uh, So maybe that helped, but um, no, I think we're look, we've, we've had a lot of, of change in, in my time here um, and uh, roster uh, coaching staff, even, you know, front office performance staff. But we do feel like we're in a really good place. Um, I try to surround myself with really good people and um, listen to them. And uh, I think that's gotten to, gotten us to where we are. I'm going to continue to do that. And uh, like I said, we're going to – I hope the next step for us is uh, – a the sign of a really good organization is when your folks continue to get – Uh, bigger and better jobs elsewhere and then the next challenge for us is going to be how to replace those folks and keep this thing going but um, you know that's going to be a good problem to have Um, and uh, you know I'm just going to continue to to find people that that help me and um, you know make me look better so.
0: Monty when you look at the group that you have now versus the years in the past what sticks out to you the most on the reason you guys are having this recent success?
6: I don't think it's any any one thing, Um, and uh, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to diagnose. You know how all those things are, but really, I think it's the combination of, um, like I said, Mike, who should be coach of the year, the the culture he's helping build, um, you know, the culture he's he's really built and continues to, um, you know, new players joining old players. So we've had De'Aaron and Harrison and Rashawn here. Uh, since I started by adding Domas and Kevin and and on and on down the line, um, those guys how they've complemented each other um, and uh, you know and just those guys building off off of the, each other's success and, and building that confidence that they can do it and I think every every game we play every win we have uh, continues to build that the the belief in that group is growing and um, you know I think it's it's not just one thing. Um, and it's, it's the combination of all of them. And, and again, that's a big reason that, that we're, uh, we're happy with, with where the group is and we're going to let them continue to grow here.
4: Any other
9: questions? All right.
2: last one. I, I Someone trying to sneak in one last question. Who's late to the microphone? Hello. Uh, If I can sneak in really
9: quick, Harrison Barnes, uh, such an important part of this team going into an off season where, uh, the future is, is undecided. How do you weigh the decision of trying to maximize value at the trade deadline versus believing that you'll tackle that or cross that bridge when you come to it?
6: Yeah. Just say Harrison is obviously a huge part of what we're doing. Um, Harrison, uh, can play multiple positions, multiple, um, you know, guard, different, guard, different guys. Uh, coach puts him on a lot. He's a huge part of our team and, um, you know, not just on the court, but off the court, you know, with his championship pedigree, the ultimate professional, um, you know, w- we all know the value Harrison has to us and, uh, we're, ha- we're happy he's here.
2: Good. Sacramento Thanks, Kings general manager right there uh Monty McNair uh, much longer
4: Welcome to the Kings Beat podcast. Oh, I'm no, James no, Ham, Kings no, insider for you. No,
2: James, no. <laughs> we don't we don't we don't need all that, James. Um much longer than I expected it to be. Yeah. He's uh, holding court. He, he 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 absolutely was and he actually said a couple of things. I mean, normally these press conferences are kind of a Full of nothing, and he 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 toted the line a few times, which mm-hmm. should be of no surprise to any of us. But he did say a couple of things that got my attention, namely when he was asked about uh, at, at what point did he think, hey, maybe we've got something here, maybe this season is special, and he referenced the Utah game mm-hmm. at home. That was on December thirtieth. Uh, I was on December thirtieth. Kings won that game by one point. Uh, he laid out a sequence with uh, De'Aaron Fox. Uh, getting some offensive rebounds. De'Aaron Fox finished that one uh, with 24. Kevin Herter had 30 in that one. Demontis Sabonis uh, had 28, and they wound up winning that game by one point.
5: Yeah, that and was that the was game where Herter broke. Well, not Herter, but the Golden Mark One Jones. Center. The Golden oh. One Center broke the uh, the microphone. Oh, yeah, <laughs> damn near. <laughs> With, yeah. with that roar that was yeah. that, that was a yeah that yeah, was that was a, that, a, that was a moment yeah that yeah, was yeah. Moment for that,
2: that, 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 that was absolutely uh, a moment and it was fun to hear uh, Monty reference that he he sounded really confident mm. and a lot of media and King's fans uh you know got around 1201 1202 yesterday and were kind of just looking at their phones willing to push notification to come through from Woj or Shams involving involving the Sacramento Kings and you know everyone is going to have their opinion on that until the playoffs are here and the Sacramento Kings are playing a game
7: Mm -hmm.
2: but it was clear you know we could have we could speculate on why moves weren't done yesterday Mm -hmm. and we did that today it's clear why moves weren't made and he is confident in the squad He didn't sound dejected, frustrated, annoyed. He went into that press conference with a great level of confidence in the guys who wear Sacramento Kings jerseys.
5: Yeah, straight up. Um, One of the things that I take away from from Monty McNair when he he speaks and when you talk about stuff like the confidence he has in this group. Even though at some point, you know, during his early in his tenure, you know, maybe I was uh, critical Imani, or wasn't sure, whatever the case may be. I'm confident that he knows what the hell he's doing.
7: Mm.
5: He knows what he's doing. He knows what his team needs. He knows who his teams are. And I kind of saw the same thing as you was, you know, he he feels good about this team, period. Like, if there was something that came across the table, sure, I'm looking at it. If Imani McNair and you know, I'm doing my due diligence and doing what I'm supposed to do. And I, I'm weighing out the possibility of adding somebody into the fold, but not at all costs with this group. Yeah, And I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt. I, you know, we talk about Sabonis and Halliburton, but he made good trades before that. He made good deals before that. And nobody's 100%, but – You know he was he was making moves the deadline before Mm -hmm. that put this team in a position to possibly be successful and get into the playing and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Terrence is
2: a part of his first
5: trade. Terrence is a part of that for sure. Yeah, he's good at what he does, man. He's he is he's a good GM so far in his tenure at least, and I trust his decision making. That means if he's willing to make a deal or not. Uh, let's step out.
2: We'll come back. Um, we'll talk more about what Monty McNair said. Uh, we'll talk about the game uh, tonight. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is an all-star. Let's talk about that as well. Uh, we're just getting started. Phone lines are open for you. 916-909-1320. The Friday crew was here. Uh, Trista Crick live from the Super Bowl. Kyle Matson will be with us. James Hamm will be with us. That's all coming up here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320.
0: How powerful is Cox Internet?
10: T-Lo and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app.
2: Uh, I'm pretty sure we were having some fun with uh, some sound from De'Aaron Fox that James Hamm posted uh, during the commercial break, and I'm pretty sure... Uh, De'Aaron Fox broke the news that Kevin Herter is a part of the three-point contest because he was asked about being an All-Star, and I'll say this for those who weren't watching: he genuinely looks like he doesn't care.
7: Yeah, he, like he, he's like, All right, cool. I don't know
2: if it's the baby and the white, or he if he just genuinely just does not care about being an All-Star. He said he's appreciative and he's he, he's thankful for what that means for the team. And he was asked about you know the, the the fact that he gets to go with Domas. He was like, yeah, you know, it's great. You know, Domas is there. Like, I don't think anybody has more people. I don't think a team has more people representing. Like, we got we got four guys going to the All Star break. And Ham with the quick. Uh, who's the fourth? Because <laughs> Keegan's going. Domas is going. De'Aaron's going. And he goes Kevin Herder the three point contest. And Ham goes he's in, and. <laughs> Fox's reaction is fantastic. <laughs> it's not Twitter. It's not uh, radio appropriate. So you can go to Twitter and see it, or scroll back a few minutes uh, if you're watching on YouTube. But uh, his reaction is fantastic, and it appears Kevin Herter is going to be a part of the three point <laughs> contest uh, this All Star Weekend. That's
5: going to be lit, man. That's going to be lit, I, man. There, if they really wanted to get you know all Kingsy at All Star Weekend. By the way, did you see one of the shirts for All Star Weekend? Uh, gonna have to change that. But um mm. <laughs> Jesse, did you see that? <laughs> yeah, you am gonna have to change that. Oh, I missed it. But, uh they, they could throw Malik Monk in the dunk contest.
2: Oh, absolutely. They could
5: throw Monk in the dunk contest, especially with my man Shaden being out. Uh Max McClung, he's gonna be in that dunk contest too. He might win it. Max McClung, he got he got bounce. Bounce.
2: I'd love to see Malik. So all yeah. we're missing is H B?
5: That's all we're missing, HB.
2: <laughs> Harrison's like, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> HB could be. Part I'm of going the, uh, to chill, dog. I'm he,
5: good. He could be part of the, uh, the the. Uh, what, what's the what's the name of the game? The, uh, not the skills one, but the the ball up. Is that what the name? The two ball. The two the ball. That's that? what it's called. Remember they'd get the the old retired guy. Oh, that's what it's the called. WNBA. It's called WNBA. two ball. Yeah, it was called two oh, ball. I Think that's dumb. I mean, a, but yeah. That yeah. was a good little shooting game, so too, who, by the way.
2: Okay. Yeah, but who? Would, I don't think they do that. We partner anymore, HB with, what, like Tisha Pinachero?
5: Yeah, Tisha or Yo or Kara.
2: Or, so, well, Kara's busy. Man. <laughs> or,
5: laying or, the or, SmackDown. <laughs> Jesus.
2: <laughs> Yo. Oh, Mike Brown. <laughs> Mike Brown about to call Carol Lawson and <laughs> have to have her give uh, a defensive pep talk. Why'd they do
5: them girls like that?
2: They gave up single-digit points in all four quarters. Ooh,
5: why'd they do them girls like that? It was 27, 27
2: points. DC didn't
5: bother nobody.
2: They gave up 27 <laughs> points to that team. They spent the, the, the night before at that that Celtics, uh, yeah, Celtics that. 76ers she was, uh, game. She was. Uh,
5: I saw when she was saying what's up to Deuce. Everybody mm-hmm. loves Deuce. Deuce's mm-hmm. been around since he was born. Yeah.
2: Yeah, light yeah. skinned deuce.
5: <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think Malik Monk will be there. But other than that, NHB. Um well, they got a spot to fill because your guy, he got to focus on the playoffs. <laughs> he can't do four dunks. He got to focus on the that's play- wild. <laughs>
2: Like, it's cool. It really is okay to go. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> I just, I changed my mind. Like, I was impulsive. I thought it would be fun. I don't want to do it. Y'all yeah. don't need me there. I, I I need the time off. You could have said, it. focus on the playoffs, just
5: shade and stop it. You could have throw thrown an injury out there. It'd be like, ah, my knee's been bothering me. I can play through it, but I don't want to add anything necessarily he, he, to it.
2: He literally picked the stupidest, stupidest excuse. <laughs> focus on the playoffs. Yeah. Mean, <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile like Dame Lillard's there all week doing, you know, uh, NBA cares and <laughs> you know all the charity stuff. That's a long that, that really is sneaky a long weekend for them dudes. It's it, not 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 necessarily not not stalling out Shade and Sharp here, mm-hmm. but really speaking to DeAaron and Domas, like they've got work ahead of them. Like they're they're, they're thankfully their season, their first part of their season ends a little bit earlier than uh, some other guys do like that yeah. Thursday night game is the worst game yeah. to have if you're an All-Star because you got to get on a plane. You got to fly to the All-Star location and you absolutely have responsibilities on Friday. Mm. Like they've got, you know, open practices to entertain fans. They've, they've 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 got NBA care stuff that every single All-Star is a part of. Uh, they've got days full of events like they'll be at the three point shootout and All-Star Saturday night. Uh, to rep for Kevin Herter. And then, of course, they got the game all day on Sunday. So they've got a busy – that All-Star weekend is really busy for those guys.
5: The games are Milwaukee at Chicago.
2: These are the Thursday nights? Thursday
5: night games. Milwaukee at Chicago. Says Giannis Uh, and Drew. Washington and Minnesota. Man, he's going to get on a plane afterwards. And uh, Clippers at Suns.
2: Paul George.
5: And Paul George only.
2: Yeah. Wow. Only PG. Well, yeah, because I guess Kevin Durant probably won't be there, and then right. I'm sure he'll be at All Star. Well, who knows? I, have I mean, no he, idea.
5: look, he might be there, but he uh, he hasn't been doing anything anyway. That's not going to be tiring for him.
2: No, for for sure. But I I'm I'm comf- I'm comfortable saying Phoenix would probably just prefer he be in Phoenix and he stay there. I don't think that's going to happen yeah. because it's it's Kevin Durant, yeah, and good. I'm sure good. they're going to want him there. Go
5: to Utah, Kevin Durant.
2: Yeah. Go to Utah. Go, go take part in everything. Yeah. Help build the house. Clean up the streets. Do the stuff that you do. Why
5: do they always show that uh, picture of Kevin Durant when he was at Chase Center? When he, when he was at the construction of Chase Center. You seen that picture?
2: Where he got the the shirt that barely go to his waist.
5: He, got, he, got, he just looks crazy. He got some... Uh, long socks on with some big construction boots. <laughs> I don't remember this picture. picture. Just you know what picture I'm talking about? They always got this picture. Of, I'll find it. A KD man. I don't, I don't know why they always bring it up, man. It's hilarious. I
2: though. need to see it. KD <laughs> at Chase Center.
5: <laughs> Yo, he's always just standing there looking, looking funny. <laughs> Well, I I
2: I I see him. I mean, I see some of these pictures. He, he just in Nike. He he is when he's wearing
5: the green vest. The green vest and the boots and the, and the. Uh, well,
2: I can't. Uh, that's the thing. I can't get a shot of the boots.
5: I can Somebody. It was just on my timeline a I, lot. I, like I just see that. last week. <laughs> uh, I'll find it. I'll, I'll I'll get it to you. Uh, ain't even that bad. But uh, yeah, KD. Oh
2: wait a minute. Oh, I think I. I think I. <laughs> Well, I see the long. It it looks like he just came from practice. That's what it looks like. (laughs) It looks like they strapped a helmet and a worker's vest on him straight from practice. Like, hey, go do a photo op at the new site. (laughs)
5: That's exactly what it looks like. Why they got (laughs) that?
2: Well, send KD to Utah to help build a house or whatever whatever Uh, they're doing. That's what made me think of it.
5: He's going to be out there looking like that. (laughs) KD, a funny dude, man. He don't care.
2: Son's lost last
5: night. They did lose. So did the Lakers. And look, man, hey, they—they they, they, these teams might be really good with all the acquisitions they got. That's a loss, and that's one game closer to the end of the season. Simple as that. Countdown has begun. Now you got probably like, well, hell, everybody didn't play more games than the Kings. They probably got like twenty-four games left.
2: Oh no. Was that the shirt? <laughs> oh, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> Who okay this shirt? This is this this isn't this isn't real. There's is no way this shirt is real. Absolutely not. I'm going to put this shirt on the live stream. There's hey no man, way this hey, shirt is hey, real. Hey,
5: look, look, let's let's go ahead take the break. Put it on the live stream so they can check it out. And That's a, a good way of
2: reminding me we've got to go to commercial break. <laughs> there is no way that this is the All Star shirt. They got to do better. There's no way. We'll come back. We'll <laughs> we'll we'll show you what this shirt says. Uh, we'll talk about those games last night and the game tonight when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader
6: ESPN 1320. <laughs> this is Tony Kornheiser show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else.
10: low and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app.
2: All right, happy to get settled back in uh, to the show. We shared the 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 the, the alleged All Star Game shirt. I do not believe that that is mm-hmm. the All Star Game shirt. It's obviously in Salt Lake City, Utah.
5: City, they forgot the city.
2: That's why this it's it's not real. Like y'all fall for anything. that, that is. There is no way that that passed. NBA expect I mean, inspection. I, I certainly hope not. Because it says SL, First, I guess Salt Lake, mm-hmm. apostrophe, and then the abbreviation for Utah.
5: The spacing. Though. And it's all clumped.
2: Yeah. That's not real. Spacing, y'all fall for anything, man. The spacing, man. Y'all, that, y'all fall the for spacing
5: anything. The spacing ain't there. Luckily, I was on the right side of history when I said Kevin Herter's uh, shots were real. Okay, Yeah. sure. Kevin Herter's shots were real. They were, man. Okay, that's great.
2: (laughs) Shout out to De'Aaron Fox for breaking the news that uh, Kevin Herter's (laughs) on his way to the three-point contest. Uh, But I bet uh, De'Aaron Fox can't run numbers the way our man Will Z uh, does. Will Z wrote about the Kings uh, and the Mavericks uh, for ESPN1320.com. And it had to be fun to write about a team that the Kings haven't played yet. It is um and it was kind of weird too because usually
8: I look at kind of team stats first and it's like how do you write about a team that just had a major overhaul
7: mm-hmm.
8: um, but it was kind of fun to look at and kind of and see how Kyrie fits into the Dallas system, which surprise is very well
5: mm. do you well, one of the guys that you talked about um for on the king side is Malik monk. The way he's been playing the last seven mm-hmm. games, 15.5 uh, points per game, 3.6 assists. He's shooting 54% from the field, 45% from beyond the arc, and he always makes his free throws. He seems to be – remember we talked about a number of different times. You know, he goes through lows. That's why his averages are mm-hmm. his averages. He goes through lows where, you know, it doesn't seem like he can find the bucket. Though he seems to be on one of those highs right now where he's cooking. He's absolutely cooking.
8: Oh, so much, and it's—you can feel it almost like through the TV. His energy, like it's just so infectious. Um, it's fun to watch, and it's good because it—it's not great that him and Herter seem to kind of take turns, but it almost makes it okay when one of them goes cold. So with Herder being in his slump, uh, Herder shooting over the seven-game road trip, twenty-one uh, percent from three, but Monk being on such a heater kind of offsets that and allows the team to continue to succeed even when their top three-point shooter and herder is shooting 20%.
2: And you bring up threes, uh, Will. Um, I imagine we're going to see quite a bit of those uh, tonight because it looks like like that's a favorite of this Dallas Mavericks team.
8: Yeah, they take 40.4 per game, which is third most in the league. And when I was saying how Kyrie fits perfectly into the Dallas system – Kyrie takes 8.7 per game, which is seventh most in the NBA. So it's almost like a match made in heaven where he can just go out there and take as many threes as he wants. Um, it'll be interesting to see if with Luca out, um, I mean, it's just so different to see Luca in versus Luca out and how Kyrie will differ based on that ability. Will Kyrie when Lucas and be more of a catch and shoot guy or will he still be kind of the pull up guy? His averages are about the same on both, so mm-hmm. it's just such a lethal offense from beyond the arc potentially.
5: Yeah, one of the one of the great players uh in the league and Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. added to that Dallas Mavericks team. They did lose two guys though that were good three point shooters, right? Then when mm-hmm. do you figure Kyrie makes up for that? But Finney Smith, the way he shot the corner three, that may be something that Um, they may be missing when they talk about the three-point attack just a little bit.
8: Yeah, and let me look up. I um, do some stats on the fly. For Dallas shooting the corner three, if I'm remembering right, they take a bunch. Uh, Yeah, they lead the league in corner three-point attempts, Mm. so 11.3. And Kyrie, he's not a corner three-point shooter, typically. Um, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but usually players with the ball are more above the break three-point shooters so it's a big gap that they'll have to fill in in that shot that they love to take so much
2: how different if 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 if, and that appears to be a big if because like two hours ago we heard Luca was playing and then an hour ago we heard he wasn't Mm -hmm. if Luca plays tomorrow how different do you think the two games are or
8: are they not different at all (laughs) I don't know. Um, that's a tough question. I could see, I mean, Tyree, I don't know. It's hard to say. I am I could make arguments for either way. Um, it's more one of those things where I'm just kind of waiting to see. Um, I know that's not a very good answer, but it'll just be interesting <laughs> for
2: two. We're all waiting
8: to see. <laughs> I know, the whole NBA world. Well, what, one of the uh, things
5: I would think is um, there might be, or there would have to be, um other guys getting involved on the offensive end without mm-hmm. Luka being there with Luka and Kyrie the game probably offensively is going to be more dominated with Luka and Kyrie taking i don't know maybe 40 to 50 of the shots that Dallas gets um on in any particular game so i think this one it might be a little bit more of a balanced attack uh, uh for the Dallas Mavericks and when Luca and Kyrie are there I expect them both to score and to do that they're gonna have to put up a lot of shot attempts so you can maybe hone in a little bit on those two
8: yeah it'll be interesting to see because it wouldn't be surprising if they averaged 60 between them for the rest of the season mm-hmm. but I think everyone's wondering will the role players be able to pull in enough points where that's enough mm-hmm. or will Kyrie and Luka have to do even more? I mean, 60 points between two people would be just phenomenal. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and and I don't think that's out of the question.
5: That's what I thought about previewing this game with the Kings and thinking about their matchup with the Kings. I don't think they're a very good matchup for the Kings. Number one, they don't defend. So the Kings mm-hmm. should be able to get whatever shots they want to get. Uh, like you mentioned in, in, in your piece, they're not a great rebounding team. So Sabonis should mm-hmm. dominate the boards. And to your point, like you said, all right, let's Luka and Kyrie go off for 60. With the Kings, you're going to have to find another 60 because it ain't about mm-hmm. just getting to 100. Mm-hmm. you going to have to get to 115, 120, especially since you're not a good defensive team yourself. Do you have enough of the others that can get another 60 points? And that's with Luka and Kyrie going off. What if mm-hmm. one of them gets like 22?
8: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, yeah, like you were saying with the rebounds, they don't, have the offensive rebounding like the Rockets not a good shooting team so if they have an off night they could still put themselves in good position but if you can't grab offensive rebounds and you go cold then it's pretty much over
2: who you know one thing that really stood out the other night Will was that was Kyrie was obviously very good for Dallas in his debut it was a really balanced scoring effort it felt like Mm -hmm. everyone was in a groove they had all five starters in double digits, and they were playing the Clippers, and they were playing the Clippers' pace of a game. Like The Clippers are a defensive-oriented team. They don't want to run up and down the floor. They want to play that game slow, and Dallas was able to outlast them. And I think a lot of those guys watching that game back were able to get into a groove, get into a rhythm, kind of feel good about what they were doing while having Kyrie out there. I got to wonder how much that changes because it's like Kyrie Luka Kyrie Luka Kyrie Luka well how is Bullet going to get mm-hmm. into a rhythm how is Tim Hardaway going to get into a rhythm it, it's mm-hmm. it, 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 what I'm worried about tonight is ball movement ball movement and everybody getting comfortable the way they did a couple of nights ago and feeling good about where they are at. now tomorrow might be a different game with Luka Doncic in, might be but if 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 they move the ball like they did a couple of nights ago in Kyrie's debut Sacramento's going to have to step up defensively and, 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 and and get some stops on, on guys like Bullock and Hardaway and Josh green and those guys. Yeah.
8: And they rely so much on the like catch and shoot threes where the Kings are just going to have to be locked in on their defensive rotations, which we've seen sometimes they do very well. Sometimes they falter a little, um, But I think we've seen it with a number kind of throughout the year. They do a really good job of limiting those wide-open threes. And with a team like Dallas and that ball movement, I mean, Kyrie, he still averages this year 5.3 assists. He's not just a bucket. He can still dish it out. Mm -hmm. So even without Luka, the ball will probably be moving, like you were saying, Damian. And will the Kings be able to keep up with it? Maybe get some of those deflections that Mike Brown's been talking about. And just getting the passing lanes a little bit more, knowing that ball is going to be moving.
5: And nothing, nothing's impossible. Obviously, I'm not saying that's possible. Anything is possible. I'm not, I'm not saying anything like that. To beat this Kings team, you know I've been consistent, Damian. Will. you know I've been consistent. Beat this mm-hmm. Kings team. The strategy is to outscore them. If if you think all right, we ain't going to play no defense, and we got the offense to compete with them, you're going to lose. They're going to beat you. Because they score in so many different ways. They can score in the paint. Now they're making their free throws. Obviously, they're hitting three-pointers now. They get out in transition. The answer to them to beating the Kings is not outscoring them. And that's
8: where both teams have that similar, (laughs) when you look at the offensive and defensive ratings, they both have the same kind of structure. They're both high on offense, low on defense. But the Kings are the second-ranked offense, or Dallas is the eighth. So there's that gap where the Kings over the whole season have been. I mean, six spots is a lot for rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like you say, Kenny. It's very hard to outscore the Kings straight up.
2: Great stuff as always, Will. It's going to be a, a a fun couple of days. Important games ahead. Looking forward to it. Appreciate Thank you, you sure. guys. Thanks, Will. Uh, Will Z, make sure you're following him uh, on Twitter. He'll, he'll he. he You see him on the broadcast. You see him everywhere, man. He's everywhere, man. That's 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 Guy's blowing up, man. Kings need to just go on and hire that man. You're listening to Dilo and KC on KIFM, West Sacramento, 98.5 FM, KRX, QHT2, Sacramento, ESPN 1320. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Live on Twitch as well, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1320. You can watch the show on youtube.com slash ESPN 1320 if you're there. Uh, we ask that you hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button. Uh, we appreciate all the support on those streaming channels all week long. want to mention uh, tonight at the game, uh, Section 105, look out for Cream. The, the, it's it's a it's a soft serve like it's almost like a soft serve ATM. Mm. You just go up there, put your payment in, yeah. and it's that the, they've got um, Beam Ice Cream debuting tonight. Okay, okay. and this is Kendra Montgomery Block and the Sacramento Kings and their DEI squad continuing to highlight Black businesses in yeah. our community. Yeah. And this is at Section One Hundred Five. Come to think about it. It's, that's right by, us. right by us that's section I'm 105 that, you man. know i'm tapping like, in. hey wait wait i started wait a minute section 105 <laughs> that is right by yeah, us absolutely
5: i'm tapping in you better believe that
2: be on the lookout yeah. i know uh people like to get their food there they like to get their treats and their sweets and their ice cream check out that 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 cream dispensary mm. uh section 105 uh tonight man um
5: I can't wait. I'm I'm the some.
2: ice cream's black. They got like purple. It's dope. Like it's it's not some like random vanilla stuff that you put toppings on. No, this they 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 went the extra mile with this one. It's pretty hot. Uh so take a look at that. Um we mentioned this a few moments ago. We didn't get the opportunity to elaborate, but the Lakers uh and the Suns both lost last night. And you kind of touched on this, and I think it's something people are willingly forgetting. Or, or maybe just forgetting in a panic, the season's going to run out. Like, there are games just, okay, well, there's only 27 games left, 26 games left, and every time these teams lose, it changes what the outlook of the season looks like for the Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. I think it was Kevin Phippen last night uh, who 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 put out the records of what teams would have to do to catch up with Sacramento, like everyone was talking about the Lakers. Oh my God, the Lakers got better. They're young. They're dangerous. How could they get into the? They're going to get into the playoffs now. It's like, <laughs> they have to go twenty-one and six, <laughs> like twenty-one and six and, to and get didn't to the playoffs. They already,
5: didn't they already lose a game? Is that? Yes, is twenty-one that and six
2: counting. Counting last night. Counting last yeah, night. Counting last night. All
5: oh, right, man. That's like it's. Keep, I'm not. I'm not saying nothing's impossible. And, and, and these guys and, can, you know, turn it up. There's some good teams. They may have improvement. There's but no. There's not I, a lot of time left.
2: I want to point out too. There's no like outlandish. Someone has to go 27 and 0 right. in, in, in those teams. But there, every. I think every team on that list. Who or I don't think I know every team that's on that list behind Sacramento is going to have to play above their winning percentage. Mm-hmm. If Sacramento played 500, right. If Sacramento... That's
5: assuming that the Kings don't play well.
2: Exactly. If the Kings go 500, which is below their win percentage, the other teams would have to play well over their current win percentage to get into the top six.
5: Right. And and on top of that, and once again, I don't want to make it as if it's impossible. (laughs) You you need three teams to do it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was about to say. You need like three... Well, I mean, mathematically, you need three teams, but... The, the when they laid out the records it's like three four teams that all have to go like 18 and nine <laughs> and the Kings play 500 to pass them up mm. that's a that's a that's asking a lot man and and once again we're talking about the Kings playing 500 something they haven't done for a lot of the year and they've been trending up for a long period yeah, yeah. For, they've been trending upward for well' you I don't said know how
2: it. long get to five games over 500. And don't back. look back. They ain't
5: going back.
2: And they haven't looked back.
5: Not going to be able to do it. Yeah, they have not looked back
2: uh, at all. John Hollinger wrote about the Sacramento Kings.
5: Hollinger uh, always trying to creep back in. Man. Well, you know, it, yeah. He's done it a couple of times. So I'm like, all right, all right, Hollinger, all right. Yeah. All right, man. You 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 working your way back into the good graces. We ain't fully there, but you working. I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't go as far as good graces.
2: Uh, he's, he's 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 I I, th- I think John Hollinger started doing the math and he was like okay the time for them to like blow it is running out like they might actually be good <laughs> uh, he wrote about um, teams that made moves and he put them in different tiers and he put uh, Cleveland and Sacramento in sometimes it's the deals you don't make and here's what John Hollinger Cleveland
5: didn't do anything either right. Yeah, that's what it's yeah. sometimes
2: it's the deals yeah. you don't make. That's why they're 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 in this uh tier. And he he notes with Cleveland, the Cavs already made the they did their deal already. Mm-hmm. This is the Donovan Mitchell deal. Uh for Sacramento, Hollinger wrote, I actually admire the Kings restraint, given the giddy state of affairs in a town that is not used to being thirty one and twenty three at the trade deadline. They got paid to take Kessler Edwards and called it a day. The Kings badly need a wing defender, yes. But I also don't think they're in a position where dumping a horde of picks on a Bridges and an Obi type makes sense. Mm. The Kings also have some really interesting offseason scenarios between Harrison Barnes free agency and a potential Domas Sabondas extension uh, and the possibility of cap space if they don't retain Harrison Barnes. Mm. Now, I know John knows this. I'm pretty sure everybody else knows this, but we'll repeat it. The Sacramento Kings will absolutely offer Devontae Sabonis an extension. Mm-hmm. Devontae Sabonis absolutely will not sign that extension. Mm-hmm. It makes zero financial sense for him to do it. As painful as it's going to be for this fan base, Devontae Sabonis is going to be a free agent. And obviously the hope is he resigns here with Sacramento. Right. Now and that's not even this off season. Right. That's the following off season. Yeah. Um but interesting to hear a regular Sacramento detractor say hey i get it this actually makes sense there are things that they need for sure but the ways to go about them for this team that might not be that might not be the way phoenix is in a championship window go right. for it right now you can have our picks for the next 4 years because we need to win a championship time is running out right and they'll 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 go through their, whether it's Oklahoma City or Houston or San Antonio they'll go through that phase later
7: mm-hmm.
2: the kings they haven't hit the top of the hill to start moving down yet right and when you trade four first round draft picks you better have a championship window open and i i love Mikel bridges and i love og Ananobi. i don't know that that opens a championship window for this team yeah
5: and it's you know, I I understand when we were talking to James, and you know he was talking about timeline and all this other stuff, and not, not ahead of schedule. I understand not getting you know wrapped up in that, because if you got an opportunity to win, you don't worry about oh we're ahead of schedule. No, yeah. like win, yeah, win. Yep. But also, I hate
2: schedules. F- by the way, absolutely hate them. I hate I hate that line. Mm-hmm. Matt said it yesterday. I was like, "Where, where is the schedule?" <laughs> or, or maybe James said it. Someone said it. Where the hell is well, the schedule? James is against the schedule. James is against the schedule. So Matt mentioned the schedule. Yeah. I hate the schedule. <laughs> like, where is this schedule? Who writes it? Who comes up with the
5: schedule? So, Who uh, determines it? I, I have no idea. It's and ske- what
2: schedule is Phoenix on? It's the
5: schedule makers, or it's the script
2: makers. All oh, the script makers. That, that, that was that was that was that was, uh, the scripts, that was the the, scripts are crazy right that now. That before. was the that was the the key phrase being used around the NBA <laughs> yesterday was the script.
5: <laughs> Um, but you also, when you talk about building a team, you also like, like Hollinger pointed out, you got to have a certain level of restraint. It's easy to be like, man, we're like to have the thought of we're in a spot that we haven't been in, in a long time. Let's just go for it. Like, well, yes, it's a delicate balance. Like you, you want to achieve that, but you got to be cognizant of your future, so to speak. Mm hmm. And I think they did a really good job of that um, at the trade deadline. I, I think, I mean, are there second round picks that they could have packaged together and moved on? Yeah, I'm sure they could have, you know, I, who knows what happened there. If if their offer wasn't good enough or if it was the same as another team and the team just went to went with a, a different deal, who, who knows? But yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Hollinger on this one. Like, there was there was a level of restraint there that that I think was the right move.
2: Um, Shams tweeted: The Orlando Magic and guard Patrick Beverly are working through a contract buyout that clears the way for Beverly to choose among interested
5: suitors. No good. Would you do it? No. Pat <laughs> <laughs> Beverly's no good.
2: Yeah, he 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 would create. He you talk about a vibe killer. He'd kill the whole vibe. Y'all got the nerve to call Russell Westbrook a vampire, but you had this dude in your locker room. Come on, man. Give me a break. This dude,
5: this dude, this dude Pat Bev, not only is a vibe killer, he's a game killer. Oh, he's Put that. him in there and it's barbecue chicken. Oh, it's man. brick city when he shoots. He ain't no good no more.
2: Some people like barbecue chicken.
5: <laughs> yeah, the other team. That
2: <laughs> fan, ba- <laughs> fan base loved him some barbecue chicken. <laughs> You know, one thing we didn't talk about, because I guess it doesn't really have anything to do with us. We were covering, you know, as it pertains to the Kings, but we you know, go to San Francisco a little bit. What do you think about James Wiseman? Like, what do you think ultimately happens with him?
5: Man, I'm still a guy that's a believer in his game and his potential. But wasn't that a tough spot for him to land, though? It didn't seem like it was, but I guess it was. Like... Seem like as a big man, you playing with Steph and all these other guys. No,
2: I'm sorry, I, I didn't oh, mean you Phoenix. Mean Detro- yeah, Detroit. I mean, I mean, I, I didn't mean Golden State. I meant, uh, yeah, Detroit. Oh
5: yeah, Detroit, Detroit. Like, what's he gonna do? I, I the, Detroit he's... is doing a bit of what Houston is doing, where it's like they just got a bunch of young guys. But how are they ever gonna develop? It's, it's exactly what we were talking about yeah, with know. Houston. I know they're just getting a bunch of young guys, and collecting. You know, I hate to use the word, but collecting assets, and mm-hmm. seeing what happens. Like, their their drafts and their decision-making really have no rhyme or reason. You go out and you get Ivy to pair up with Cade Cunningham to then get Durin, but then get uh, Marvin Bagley, and then get Wiseman. Yeah. And then hope that you win the draft and you get Wimbenyama. Now, all of that will go out the window. You get Wimben Yama, but now you got these guys like Wiseman and Durin and... Bad. Like, what are you supposed Marvin, to yeah. do with them? Like, where are they going? I don't know. Really, wouldn't matter because you well, have one with Yama, But
2: well, that's I'm a, just saying. But that's also the thing. Like, uh, Wiseman's not going to get better there. Even if you, even if he still has potential, even if he still has like a, even you, you said you, you're still a believer in his game. He's not going to get better
5: there. No, I don't think so. They, they say they plan to start him in the, in the starting lineup. So okay, you know. Well, it, I mean, like,
2: I, I, I get. I mean, I'm, I don't. I don't mean to insinuate the reps won't be good for him. I just. Mm. You know, we 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 literally just had this discussion with guys like Jabari Smith and Jalen Green. How when you're, I just don't know how you get better in those those types of situations.
5: And I don't think, well, uh, I guess we think differently with uh, Dwayne Casey, but I, much like Houston, I don't know if they have the right guy to prepare them for another step, for the next step that they're trying to trying to get get to.
2: Yeah, well, I. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, let's come back. I, I have questions about Gary Payton too. Like Gary, and mm. I, I guess we can save those for Trista. She joins us at the top of the hour. Like, why did that end so quickly in Portland? Like, he barely got to play.
5: Did you see the? Did you see the shots he fired?
2: The, the f- figurative or literal?
5: <laughs> figurative.
2: No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see any quotes from him at all. Yeah, he took shots at Portland. Yeah. Oh, I need to hear about that. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that when we return here. Also, of course, we'll talk more uh, about the Sacramento Kings and the Dallas Mavericks tonight. Some San Francisco 49ers win some awards. Patrick Mahomes wins another MVP. We got all that coming up here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320.
10: t and Casey continues streaming live on the Odyssey app.
2: That's a good. That's a that's a good uh, a sneaky little good story for for GP in 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 the Warriors. Him landing back there. I don't I don't know what went wrong. I'm Kenny. Uh, had mentioned a a tweet that was out there. Um, he tagged me in it. I I I don't know the 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 context of this tweet. I couldn't find that quote in the article. Mm. Um. So I don't want to repeat it on the air. That feels a little irresponsible. Just because I couldn't find it in the article it doesn't mean it's not there. Mm-hmm. It's a long article that I was trying to speed read through uh, without boring our our wonderful streaming audience to death. As I was trying to find the, the the official quote, it's just so weird that that was a that felt like a big acquisition for them uh, this off season. Uh, though I guess we can ask Trista Crick about it when she joins us from the Super Bowl. From she, the Super she Bowl. joins us from. Uh, I don't know if she's in Phoenix or Glendale or or, or where she's at. Somebody,
5: uh, I forgot who it was, but somebody was tweeting out there like, a lot of 49er fans out here. Guess those tickets were unrefundable. Oh, that's cold. (laughs) Damn, they probably were. That's cold. They probably were. There's
2: probably a lot of 49ers. Those are those are probably locals, to be honest with you. Yeah, those are probably just a lot we, of 49ers in Arizona. Everywhere period.
5: Regardless, man, like it's just what we do nowadays. I don't know. I don't know how we got here. I don't know what happened, but they're America's team.
2: It's a good point by Barrett. You know, Trista's in Scottsdale. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. She's in the she's in the fancy neighborhoods, right there for sure. <laughs> um, Kings Mavericks tonight. Uh, let's touch on a couple of, of, of football notes. while we mentioned the Super Bowl. Yeah uh nfl honors last night uh, nick bosa did Brinks. you watch uh no why would i do that i still don't
5: understand why you hate it on thursday I like you've explained it but N-
2: no i don't hate it on thursday thursday of the super bowl no no is that what you thought i said that's what you said no saturday they used to give it out on saturday
5: Oh, they well, used
2: to give the MVP trophy I, out on Saturday. I
5: thought you I thought the whole thing is because I was like, no, it's on Thursday this year. And you were like, it's still remember. stupid because it's on the Super Bowl week or they should do it right after the no, season. No, I think
2: something. the dumbest thing they 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 ever did. That's the smartest thing they've ever done. Moved has moved it to Thursday when they gave it out on Saturday. Like you forgot who won the next day because you weren't thinking about it. Mm-hmm. If you ever knew, I don't care. I mean, the award. it's fine for them to do an award show. Yeah, I, I'm, I I, I'm not I don't I'm not going to watch it. I didn't like the NBA one either particularly because they did the NBA one in, like, August. <laughs> yeah. And I'm only nice. slightly exaggerating. I think it was, it was like, late was July. Little, yeah, it
5: was, like, it was like. Because if I'm
2: an NBA it player, really I was like, ah, I'm not showing up to this. <laughs> Unless you guarantee I'm taking home the MVP trophy, I'm not showing up to this. They
5: should do it, to be honest with you, because we're still talking NFL. But if the NBA is going to do it, they should do it in Vegas during Summer League week, first week of Summer League.
2: Yeah, don't, don't do any of that. Do, what you're doing is just fine.
5: I'd watch. I'm
2: glad that, and we. I think we mentioned this earlier in the week because we were asked when um, the All Stars would be announced. Obviously, De'Aaron Fox announced an All Star today, and mm-hmm. I think one of the things we said is, I hope they do it Friday so De'Aaron can get that recognition Mm -hmm. at home. Mm -hmm. Uh, So kudos to Adam Silver in the league. Big ups. And I'm sure they did it strictly for De'Aaron Fox in the Golden One Center, and there's no other logistical reason they made the announcement today. As they
5: should. They don't do anything else for us.
2: I absolutely agree. (laughs) Did you you see the last two-minute report? Yes, they they, they they did acknowledge they got the Eric Gordon play wrong,
5: and they said then they say Sabonis got fouled.
2: Yeah, they said Sabonis got fouled with ten seconds left yeah. on on that that was a scrum crazy sequence. That was a wild sequence. You know what the craziest part of that sequence was when it ended? How I was like, wait a minute, how much time was left when all this started? Like <laughs> for some reason, I thought the Kings had nothing but time, and then miss shot, miss shot, miss shot, miss shot, miss shot dead ball. What was it? Three seconds? Five seconds? It, yeah, wait! Man. Wait! Wait a minute! I How said, did that happen?
5: Oh man, they are gonna lose now because <laughs> right it's
2: like three at the point blank. Range. And now they got to do a jump ball.
5: Jeez, yeah, that was a crazy sequence.
2: I, I yeah, can't. I can't believe. I can't wow. believe they won that game. That was crazy.
5: That was if it wasn't for the trade deadline. <laughs> I wish we had had one day over that.
2: between that game and the trade deadline <laughs> to just really like put our feet up and appreciate. I don't give a damn how bad they played, how many points they gave up. Care. The fact that they won, again, there were 2.6 seconds left, and they didn't have the ball. Right. And they were down, and they won.
5: Malik Monk stole the inbound He's, pass. <laughs> he stole the inbound pass. Which
2: feels like it's virtually impossible <laughs> to do. That's what I'm saying. Unless you're Trevor Reason in the playoffs <laughs> oh man. 15 years ago. <laughs> um, Which
5: game was that again?
2: It was... Lakers Phoenix question mark. Lakers suns right? He stole the inbound. Lakers pass. Nuggets?
5: When did he steal the He imbalance?
2: stole he stole he stole an pass. O- I think he did it twice. Hmm. This was oh 0... nine, oh eight. I was gonna say oh seven, but it might have been oh eight or oh nine. Yeah, that's side isn't that all Trevor Reeves is known for is those two. Because he did it twice in the same series. I do not recall. I thought it was Phoenix, now I'm it gonna might have not to have look.
8: been. I think uh, it's the Nuggets because I looked up Trevor Reese's still on the Nuggets. The first one that came up. The Nuggets
5: because I remember in the Nuggets series, that's when, as I tried to spit game to Kings fans, uh, years later, that's when they had some inbound passes at the end of the game, and Lamar Odom was guarding the inbounder, mm-hmm. and that was a staple of Phil Jackson. Put and a big that dude would, on the inbound play. Yeah, put somebody really big on the inbounder. Mm-hmm. That led us all the way to like twenty, I don't know, eighteen. Maybe 19. Remember the game in Miami when Luke put Marvin Bagley mm-hmm. on the inbounder? Marvin got out of the passing lane. Of course he Miami did. Miami passed it in and scored. And everybody was, Why did Luke have him guarding the inbounds pass? He should have been in there to block and protect the rim. I was like, that's what Phil Jackson did. If you go back to his time, with well, Lamar Odom.
2: So you just took a shot at Marvin Bagley for not being in the right spot.
5: I don't care. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. uh marvin and 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 buddy they didn't talk too slick at this point for me to defend them i i was a defender of those guys getting shots taken at them here in sacramento but they be talking too slick can't defend them no more take as many shots as you want
2: um nick bosa defensive player of the year yeah Give the 49ers their acknowledgement. Uh, D'Amico Ryans wins assistant coach of the year. Big ups. Um, Shanahan finished second for coach of the year.
5: Wasn't it by like three votes or something like that? I thought I, saw, I thought I saw it was pretty close. Yeah.
2: I think Nick Wagner tweeted
5: that out. Day ball with coach of the year. Look, all, all respect. He didn't deserve coach of the year. No. That's a terrible decision by whoever votes for these things. By the Grammy committee. That's a terrible decision
2: the academy. <laughs> yeah, I I I I just don't understand the award.
5: I don't either. I'm if
2: even... co- coach of the, like if you were to ask voters to define coach of the year, this year you'd have to define it as either the coach that did the most with the least or the coach whose team was absolute ass the year prior and was pretty good this year. Because otherwise, I I, I point this out, and I'm sorry to be a broken record. Andy Reid won Coach of the Year one time, 20 years ago. Mm. One time, 20 years ago. Kyle Shanahan lost two starting quarterbacks. Mm. Kyle Shanahan went through a large chunk of the season with the last pick in the draft under center. Mm -hmm. And you, you, well, look at all the talent that he had. OK, when he lost that quarterback, how well did that talent do? Like it's 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 like you it's they they almost purposely didn't acknowledge what Kyle did this year, which I I think is ridiculous. It's
5: crazy. I mean, I I think I think Kyle Shanahan should have won. But even if it's not Kyle Shanahan, the fact that Nick Sirianni wasn't even a finalist, that's crazy. And like you mentioned, Andy Reid, the Giants won nine games. It's not like they went 14 and three on the season like they they, they won nine games. They had a fine season. I guess, I guess I'm guess i the only one in the damn country who wasn't surprised by them being in playoff contention. And it was this big thing. I said at the beginning of the year, look for the Emirates Lions to possibly sneak into the playoffs. Schedule's weak. They're not completely terrible. They didn't get in. But everybody, look what he did. with. All right, fine. They won nine games. I think I saw something where and and it doesn't matter. One coach
2: you to year winning nine
5: games. Huh? It's, yeah, it's crazy. That's ridiculous. And, and I saw something. That's ridiculous. I saw something. I forgot exactly what it was, but I think it was from like November first. They were like two and eight or something like that. Like they won a bunch of games early, and they didn't do much of anything late. Like they did just enough to get by.
2: So, like, I'm looking at some of the comments like a man, Jay Scott. Giants were supposed to be pretty bad this year. Like, cool. According to who? Not according
5: to me. That's what I keep saying.
2: Yeah, I I, I guess, hey, okay, hey, let's take a look at this. Philadelphia, oh, man, it's a good roster. Nick Sirianni, sorry, buddy, you can't win Coach of the Year. Hey, let's take a look at Kansas City. You got Patrick Mahomes. Sorry, Andy, you can't win Coach of the Year. You got Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Debo. Sorry, Kyle. Mm. i didn't even look i i I, this is me i'm assuming the answer is no in fact i don't even is this even an award
5: did john lynch win i don't know i didn't hear anything about him winning
2: i assume he didn't but now that i think about it i i don't feel like i heard anyone win executive of the year Mm. and how could it not be kyle shanahan for that uh acquisition at the trade deadline big time
5: big time yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy Dayball win. I mean, good for him. I don't have a problem with Dayball personally or as a coach. He's perfectly no, fine, but it's I just not, didn't think he should have won the award.
2: It's not Brian Dayball. It's what the hell is this award? That's what it is. It's not Brian Dayball. Right. Um, good for him. Did like, you see the
5: Jets got the offensive and defensive rookies of the year? Mm-hmm. Good for yeah. them. Yeah. Good, good for, for Bob Sala. Go,
2: good for Bob. Good for Bob indeed. Yeah. Um. And then Patrick Mahomes wins his MVP. second.
5: What did you think about that? I thought it should have gone yeah. to Jalen Hurts.
2: No, I I figured it was coming down to I didn't look at the the, the voting numbers. He was but, second,
5: obviously. Uh, Jalen was second. I,
2: I figured it was between Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, and I don't think it's out. Yeah, outrageous. it's not
5: outla- It's not outrageous that Pat got it. I just thought I just, Jalen was really it. good. Yeah. and, and it, it,
2: it part of it is, and you know I'm not I, I don't know part of it is I think maybe the, like Jalen does this season next year he's probably not in the MVP conversation Mm. I think there was a oh man okay we were wrong about Mm Jalen and okay he's a he's a he's a good ball player had a he was phenomenal Patrick Mahomes was Equally is great. Yeah. Uh, I, I have no, I have no issue with that award. I wouldn't have had, a, I wouldn't have had an issue if it went to Jalen Hurts. The only reason I, I, I started to lean towards Patrick Mahomes because Jalen missed like a couple games at the end of the year, and I, you know, maybe that'll make Patrick Mahomes' numbers a little bit more outrageous mm-hmm. in comparison. And then he walks home with an MVP. Yeah. But I think it's right that those two were the, uh, the two top vote getters, and. Yeah. And uh, I, I would have been good with either one getting it.
5: One hundred percent. I got a question for you. When you talk about football,
2: Brock Purdy got three votes for.
5: Good for Brock. Purdy. <laughs> All this
2: talk about Brock Purdy might win offensive. Well, he was one of the finalists. He got three votes.
5: Good for good for Brock Purdy with his three votes. Um, when you talk about the the football ratings, <clears throat> I think the ratings that came out about the Pro the, Bowl and the television
2: ratings. Yeah. Okay.
5: And they were high. I don't have the exact number, but they were high, and it was like, man, it's crazy. People were just, we love football here, and we're watching football. To do you know anybody that watched the Pro Bowl?
2: Uh, I don't. I don't know a single person that watched it.
5: I don't know Jesse? what's going on. Jesse, did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. I don't. I know two people that watched it, right? But I know every. I think the. Um, I saw it uh, where it was so much higher than LeBron's game, right? The the record breaker, the Pro Bowl was so much higher. Than no,
2: that. I get what you're saying, but what? Yeah, yeah. I think what was that three point seven, three point seven million or something like
5: that. for the for TNT. LeBron's game? Yeah, and it was like I know, and maybe I'm just a, a basketball guy instead. But everybody I know saw that moment. Everybody, yeah. I don't know anybody that watched the Pro Bowl.
2: That's probably. That's probably your personal algorithm. Maybe, I guess. So I, I, I'm i going to, th- this isn't over, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Six million? For the Pro Bowl? Sunday's inaugural NFL Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl games averaged 6.28 million viewers across the ABC, ESPN, Disney, XD. XD
5: whatever. How oh, about the a Disney that? XD broadcast? That's a that's a channel. Is that? is like a channel. Disney XD is a channel. Like a Nickelodeon type channel. Oh, good for him right. putting it on Disney XD. These all ain't got no kids. That's why he don't know what Disney XD yeah, is. I
2: have so. no idea. Says so the Pro Bowl <laughs> averaged fewer viewers than uh, last year's All Star games in Major League Baseball and the NBA. With the caveat, those two events are more traditional versions of the retrospective sports. The reimagined Pro Bowl was a flag football
5: game. Uh, you know the the okay. I'll say this though: the crazy thing about it, I'm not even saying like necessarily like they're lying or nobody watched. No, it. I just don't understand. Because look, I, look I, at the look at the Allegiant Stadium. The place was packed for the Pro Bowl. What are these people? What are these people doing?
2: I uh, I I can I think I can answer that. And this isn't an, an opinion. The, the, this these are statistical studies, at least dating back five, you know, maybe four to five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, the audience for NFL games, despite the fact we love it and we talk about it, it's it's different. It's not our audience. Mm-hmm. It's a little older. It's a little paler. It's it's a little different than like the NBA, right? Yeah. And part of it is it it i it, it absolutely is your personal algorithm. Mm. We in we in a basketball country. You know, is 49ers cool, Raiders, you're an Eagles fan, a Dolphins fan, whatever. I, fine. Mm. This is king. This is a a king's place. Like we're we're talking basketball. King's NBA place. Yeah. And so our follows are centered almost ex- not uh, not exclusively, but primarily by the NBA. Mm -hmm. And so when we log into Twitter, everybody's watching LeBron James breaking the record. Mm -hmm. But a lot of those people who are watching football, I don't I don't know that NFL Twitter is a thing (laughs) right (laughs) outside of like outside of Schefter. And Ian Rappaport, like you get you get news from them. Right. But when has anyone ever said, yo, NFL Twitter is jumping? <laughs> right. It's not a thing.
5: Who's the worldwide wall above uh, Yeah,
2: it's not <laughs> the there. NFL. Like it's it like the worldwide role might be baldy. Like it's not a <laughs> right. it's not a thing. And so so much of our life is is on these phones and these social media channels that it's surprising to us when we're inundated, 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 inundated with LeBron and the Lakers and the scoring record and history in the NBA while these other people who just aren't on social media mm. are watching a flag football game. They, they very well might be. They're on Parlor or whatever that other website is called. Like they're over there. The audiences are different. Like the numbers bear out. Like the audiences are, are different. It's it's in a way, this is the Colin Kaepernick conversation. Mm. Mm. That's 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 why the audiences are different. It
5: it still always trips me out, too. And we'll see it on Monday or Tuesday, how the Super Bowl ratings go up every year.
2: Yeah, that I'm always fascinated by. (laughs)
5: That's kind of weird.
2: Like every metric of like a television show and they're like wrestling's a great example.
7: Mm.
2: Every metric of how you measure television shows and people who watch television goes down year after year after year because there's plus 3 and there's plus 7 DVR viewing mm-hmm. right and so if you are if you're if there's a series like snowfalls coming back right mm-hmm. if you're if you're if you're uh, DVRing snowfall but you want to get four or five episodes in before you start watching because you know you're going to binge for 5 hours they don't get credit for those views you only get credit for views 3 days after and 7 days after mm-hmm. some some companies, you get, you, get, uh, you get a view count if you DVR it. Even if you don't watch it, even if it's just DVR'd, you get that view count. But mm-hmm. all companies aren't the same in that regard. The only measurement that doesn't go down is the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl and live sports mm-hmm. overall don't change. Now, you can find regular seasons going down, like, like collectively, like an entire season. You can find those numbers going down. But there are always games where, oh, it, it beat last year's. How? How?
5: How? And especially when you talk about. It's the, on 47 different channels. How did the number get uh, higher? Especially when you talk about the Super Bowl. Like, if you talk about a conference championship or divisional round, like maybe, you know, the the buzz for a particular year is higher. You're like, oh, man, you know, Sheryl L Grove. Yo, oh, I'm hearing about this Mahomes guy going up against. This Josh, I, I I might have to watch. Last year it was Roethlisberger versus Tannehill. I didn't really care, but I, I want to see what they're talking about. Like I can understand that going up. Everybody has watched the Super Bowl every year since I've been alive. <laughs> so how is it? Oh, I didn't watch. I didn't never watch the Super Bowl before. I'm gonna watch this year. It goes up every year.
2: <laughs> and shut <up. laughs> I can't. I, I I can't believe I'm going to acknowledge this person on on the radio. But Brad Clayton, for those who aren't familiar, oh, is literally the worst person in the chat, and he never <laughs> says anything of of intelligence. So I'm going to give him a little bit of attention here. He says NFL Twitter is definitely a thing. You weren't on Twitter the night Demar Hamlin then. That wasn't NFL. That Twitter. wasn't NFL Twitter, Brody. <laughs> NFL that Twitter? was literally life. <laughs> that was the lead story on CNN. Right. That is not NFL Twitter. Lead story: CNN
5: was round-the-clock coverage on Demar Hamlin that night. No, it's not NFL Twitter.
2: What was the last NFL trade? Like, did 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 Twitter go nuts when Christian McCaffrey was traded? Absolutely not. No, it didn't. No, it did when Kyrie was traded. (laughs) It did when Kevin Durant was traded at one thirty in the morning, (sighs) Eastern Standard Time. And Twitter went nuts. And things stopped. For like 12 hours, Twitter went people nuts.
5: People had emergency podcasts because Kevin Durant got traded. People don't even have emergency podcasts when Tom Brady retires. No.
3: <laughs> but, but,
2: but Tom Brady retirement, don't even get a blog post. No. You just run the stuff back from last year and it don't even matter. But <laughs> it's just it's just different. And, and, and that's all it is. But and it, will, you say, it but, will be fun when the NFL announces 200 million people watch the Super Bowl. Right. What? All right, cool. Yeah, let a
5: ride. Has Taylor Swift ever done the Super Bowl? Oh, so she did. She did it when Bruno and uh, didn't she do it with Bruno and Beyonce? No, it wasn't her. Has she ever done? It? I feel like she has.
2: I don't know. There was a rumor that this year was supposed to be her, mm. and like that, that rumor came out, and then. A day later, Rihanna was announced. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that it's ever been completely explained how that happened. Whereas if they offered it to her or if it wasn't final and someone like released it too quick
7: mm-hmm.
2: or if she backed out and they I thought, oh, my remember God, that. what are we going to do? Yeah. And normally you don't pay someone to appear at the Super Bowl. There is zero percent chance Rihanna is doing this for free. Yeah. Zero. Jesse, what would you find?
8: About uh, Taylor can't do the Super Bowl because she's got a Coke endorsement and Super Bowl is oh, wow. Pepsi.
2: <laughs> Is that a shoe?
5: Wait a minute. Wow. It's it's Apple it's Music. Always, well, it's always by uh, Pepsi too, though. It's it's a lot of the times it's Pepsi.
8: That's what the article I just looked up right now says. but maybe before them, before she I think
5: Apple just maybe this year endorsed this one, or maybe it's just Rihanna. Yeah, but wasn't it, it
2: this year that that the yeah, Taylor it was, Taylor? But Swift it maybe thing?
5: the deal had maybe it had always been Pepsi before, so it took her out of the running, and maybe maybe afterwards. Apple Music jumped in there and said, "We'll we'll sponsor it."
2: Yeah, Apple Music is definitely the sponsor. Yeah. Like, if you just open up your Apple Music app right now, you so maybe see it. just
8: before that, yeah, she couldn't do it cuz she had a Coke sponsor. So it was Pepsi before, right? Yeah, it's Yeah, it was Pepsi, Pepsi before.
2: Yeah. Wow. yeah. I think it was Pepsi one for a year. <laughs> the Pepsi the one that. halftime <laughs> show.
5: Did you uh I didn't do this. Did you see uh Rihanna list? It's out? I think it's either a rumor. I don't know.
2: You fall for everything. It's on either internet.
5: well, the the professor had it out there. He was talking
2: about. Oh it. well, the professor knows. What the Professor probably he, got it from Rihanna. An
5: article on there or something. I heard somebody else talk. I think uh, Rory and Mal were talking about the set list was out too. I don't want to know. I. But that was a good call by you. Did I, you see the commercial?
2: I don't want to know either. But I, I want to. I I, I I was going to ask what the what the first song would be. But if everybody knows, it's not worth asking. Did you uh, see
5: the commercial?
2: The Rihanna trailer? Yeah. Yeah.
5: You say that was a great call by you. The song they went with the whole time.
2: Oh, yeah, but I did I I but you think that's gonna be the open?
5: It might be. I mean, hell, they chose that to yeah, yeah. to do the commercial with. That's that's gonna be a big part of the show, I think.
2: We'll come back. Uh it's Trista Crick time, baby. Trista hey, Crick live Crick. from the Super Bowl. Uh she joins us. Plus, I've got a question. About a retired quarterback uh, from Green Bay. Oh, it's this,
7: this, this guy.
2: Good friends with Brad Clayton, I believe. We'll talk about oh, that when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader <laughs> ESPN
10: 1320. D-Lo and Casey continues streaming live on the Odyssey app.
2: Trista Crick said to join us coming up here. Uh, At the top of the hour, uh, followed by, y'all know the Friday vibes, Kyle Mattson. James is already here. James is out in the uh, lobby working. What is James doing? Just hanging out. He's just out there working, talking to people. Just chilling, passing out Taco Bell to everybody. He's just (laughs) handing out Taco Bell. Did you get Taco Bell? I got a Taco and a burrito. Look at at that. Everybody got Taco (laughs) Bell. Shout out to James, man. Shout out to the hammer. Ham coming through in the clutch. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, that that, that, that Friday trifecta uh, is on the way. Did you... Did you happen to read the latest Brett Favre story?
5: Um, I, some of it, but I know what's going on. This is, this guy's a jackass. This dude is suing uh,
2: Shannon Sharp amongst others um, because of uh, the way he's been portrayed in this.
5: Pat McAfee's the other
2: one. Pat McAfee, that's the, mm-hmm. that's the other one. I couldn't remember if it was Pat McAfee or Colin Coward. That's the other mm-hmm. one. Um because of the way that he's been portrayed in this, um,
5: what as a the criminal? As a criminal, yeah. <laughs> this dude, man. The thing not, I did one,
2: one of the episodes we were talking about Bomani Jones the other day with the professor. One mm. of the episodes I did see of 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 Bomani I saw, Jones. I saw that
5: too with uh with the 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 high school legend who's getting uh getting wrapped up in that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a he had a bar.
2: Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's at a bar. That's one of the the,
5: Marcus Dupree is the guy's name. That's right.
2: That's one of the best ways that I've seen this this whole thing laid out. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Brett Favre, Brett Favre, not only is Brett Favre not in jail, he's now suing people. Come on, man. Come on now. (sighs) Oh, brother, I still one thing that I have been unable to find In all of these different articles, write-ups. I've listened to podcasts on this situation. Mm. One one thing I've been unable to find out is why is he not in prison? What am I missing about this? I have no idea. He stole. He stole from an entire community. Mm -hmm. He stole funds. How is he not in prison? How is not everyone associated with this? Yeah. Not in jail.
5: Well, it seems like, and you saw the same thing I did when, when Bomani laid it out. It seems like there's a lot of people who've done this. And and nothing is happening to these people, which is crazy. Which is what crazy. do they Who call the this? One? John Daly was, in, I think, another one. What do they call
2: this? What, white collar crime? Is mm-hmm. that what this that's called? White mm-hmm. collar crime?
7: Mm-hmm.
2: hmm are you sure we're talking about a collar here? Mm. Is that what we're talking about? Jeez, ridiculous! Uh, man,
5: I can Yeah, that that's that's bizarre, and it's still always underreported. I think I don't think ESPN's done anything on it.
2: I, uh,
5: first take, where you at? Yeah, where you at? Right. First take. First yeah, take, right. They, they quick to talk crazy about Kyrie, but they let Brett Favre do whatever.
2: I, it, I, 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 I'm going to be careful. I ain't never turned into that show, but I go to ESPN.com enough to know anytime Stephen A. sneezes, it gets its own clip on ESPN.com. Oh, he's got one up trashing Russell Westbrook now. Like, cool, okay. I guess I could do a Google search and see uh, Stephen A. Smith's thoughts on Brett Favre. Hmm. wonder if Google will say
5: zero returns. Zero returns for sure. And what, so what's the whole, you brought up something real quick. What's this going on with, uh, well the Westbrook? I guess I missed this. Like, uh, they were calling him a vampire cause he like sucks the life out of the locker room or something like that. So
2: Ramona, I think it was Ramona wrote an article yesterday about how like this all came to an end and no, it wasn't Ramona. It was, um, That quote came, I think it was from Dave McMiniman. Okay. It was in his article. And this was was the thing that agitated me about Russell's entire tenure in in Los Angeles is, has LeBron ever had an issue saying something about somebody?
5: Not that I know of.
2: Even if he did it subtly, we all knew who he was talking about. Right. Never said anything bad about Russell Westbrook. Anthony Davis never said anything bad about Russell Westbrook. Reading this article, and it's 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 been these guys with the athletic. It's been Dave. It's it's really been Dave McMiniman all season long, where it's clear Dave is talking to like the same player over and over and over and over, and over again. And this player said getting rid of Russell Westbrook was like getting rid of a vampire. And 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 I think that was that was the quote. Mm-hmm. And then McMiniman explained, "Well, he was sucking the life out of the locker room." Okay, dude. All right. Look, I know I'm the Russell Westbrook defender, but, like, reporting is so lazy.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: So, like, oh, okay, cool. Because the tone, the tone in all of McMenamins quotes all season long were exactly the same. Right. None of them were on record either. I, I can go on record and tell you, you name a person, I'll tell you how I feel about them. Stop being a coward. Right. I These dudes, are, they, 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 that type of stuff is so cowardly to me, and it's trash.
5: I, I really don't know why. Um... Russ gets kind of portrayed the way he does I really I, I really don't understand it you know what I mean he's 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 good in the community he can be a little surly I get it like I understand that he's he's had you know run-ins with the media before and things of that nature but so let me let me
2: can, can I ask you something about that huh? when articles like what Dave McMenamin wrote in Los Angeles the Los Angeles uh, uh Lakers beat re- beat reporter. Why the hell would you ever cooperate with the media if you're getting articles like that written I about agree.
5: You? I agree. I said this about Barry Bonds when he was playing. Like, all y'all do is talk crazy about me. Why would I be cool with you?
2: Has KD ever said anything negative about Russell Westbrook? But we've been led to believe there was this big beef between them and that they hated each other. Mm-hmm. And that's why Russell, uh, that's why uh, Kevin Durant left. Kevin Durant ain't never said a bad word about Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook ain't never said a bad word about Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. So so that stuff is out there. It's getting reported. It means somebody is finding an angle for their story and talking to someone who can help them further that angle. I don't blame Russell Westbrook one bit for not talking to anybody. I wouldn't either. We criticize LeBron for like having his circle and his media people like the 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 people who carry his water so to speak mm-hmm. I can assure you if I was the level of LeBron James at anything that's exactly what I do
7: mm-hmm.
2: I'm not just going to go speak to some random person who could take anything I write and turn it into whatever they want and they've got you know some other dude cuz they got my name on record but they don't have any other individual for this story's name on record yeah. kiss my ass that ain't going to be me right
5: no I like I said it, it reminds me a lot of the Barry Bonds thing cuz people are always like uh, Barry Bonds was a jerk. Like, you guys, number one, that stemmed, I think, from Barry watching what the media did to his dad. And he was like, like when he was playing, he's like, like, y'all are not here for me. Like, y'all twisted. That's it. And Barry took that through his whole career. hmm and, and, and sure enough, all they did was slam Barry all the time. All the time. He's like, I don't fool with you guys. And, and I that's just,
2: why they slam him, because he doesn't give them – the, the 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 story that they want or they need or or what they pitch to their editor or all that stuff. So oh okay, I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm gonna make your life miserable miserable while you're here.
5: Yeah. We ain't got we ain't got nothing to talk about. We ain't got nothing to talk about. Luckily, new media is here.
2: <sighs> <laughs> uh, hey hey, you joke, you joke. And I think Draymond was <laughs> ass backwards, stupid for calling himself new media <laughs> when his podcast company that he's on. Is run by Colin (laughs) Cowherd, who is the oldest of old media out there. But Draymond, but worst, but 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 Draymond did. That's Draymond's an NBA player with a big platform. He's Mm -hmm. like, hey, I wasn't in that locker room, but y'all are dead wrong about Russell Westbrook. Mm. I saw that clip, and 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 that's the that's the. The, the, I think the new media line is stupid. Mm-hmm. But that is the approach of a guy who doesn't have an agenda. Mm-hmm. Dave McMiniman, he has a job, right? And he's he has an agenda. I'm going to get clicks with this. We joke about how uh, Sam's got to post an article. Well, he's going to be at the Laker game this weekend because he knows he can write right. about LeBron, and everybody's right. going to read that.
5: Well, look, and it's, to a certain degree, this is kind of what I talked about a little bit, and I know it's a little different. But with, like, Kyrie Irving, right? Like, how the media looked at him one way. The players, they cool with him. What are you doing? What do you doing? mean?
11: I'm waiting on you guys to let like, me in.
2: Like, where are you going when this is over? Like, you've got – you are sparkling. You've had jewelry on all week. Like, just made up. Oh, like, she- this – She's doing her thing in tr- Boy, tr- I Trist. I got a shades off for Super- Trist. She's doing her thing in AZ. Super Bowl, Trist is a whole different vibe.
11: <laughs> I tell you what. I'm going to hit you with people- the Doc
2: Rivers line real quick. Are you in bed? <laughs> <laughs> you are. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you, you no, are I bed.
11: just No, I just sat down. I just checked into a new hotel. They moved us from where we just went or where we just were. And so I just literally just checked in like 20 minutes ago. And I just sat down on the bed, and that, and I was like, I mean, better, better, more comfortable place than a computer chair.
5: Oh, well, that's facts. I, I'm not mad at yeah,
2: that. That's facts. Official introduction, by the way, Trista Crick, uh, BetQL, BetMGM tonight. Good live, lighting
11: I, right here, too. Good lighting. You, great.
2: Great lighting. you look great. It's great. You look phenomenal. I mean, the jacket. That joint is sparkling, like you look, Megan. That was
11: what I was thinking about. That's what I left in your car. I was gonna wear it to the to the golden one, and I was like, it's just not the right vibe right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, your vibe was perfect for the golden one. I think you definitely. Yeah,
11: that's what done. I was saying. This was just too much. It was just too much at no, that you
2: moment. Good. If
5: you were to wear that, you would have. Yeah, you'd good. have been
2: fine too. Yeah, it was all good. It's mm-hmm. straight.
5: Hmm. Hey, I got a it question. Was, you're well, you're yeah. at the Super Bowl? What's What's mm-hmm. better, Super Bowl, NBA All Star, or Summer League? Summer League. Summer League's the best Summer League,
11: three. Summer League and March Madness are one and two.
5: March Madness. Hmm. Like the final March Four. madness
11: is great. Yeah, Final Four is awesome too. Hmm. A lot of kids, like just enjoying life. A lot of coaches from every team are there. So if you want to network at all, hmm. everyone's there. They're all staying very close by one another. So you can just come up, run up on them. I think I saw, I think I saw like Bill Self. Just like at the hotel bar one time, just kicking it. It's like, hey, what's up? Like <laughs> Kansas, you know, all the Kansas fans are staying like we're right near where the Kansas players are. It's cool. It's really, really cool. And there's days in between off. Mm. So you get time to see the city. Super Bowl is hard because there's just no time to rest, there's just no time to see everyone you want to see. There's no time to do all the things you want to do. The game is trash. Like, going mm. to the actual game itself is not good. It's a TV event. Mm. Summer League is incredible. The access at Summer League is phenomenal. The, You know, obviously the basketball is not good, right? But everything else is really good. Mm. And there's plenty of time. I didn't eat a lot at Summer League, but I did. I did meet a lot of people.
5: NBA All-Star Weekend seems like it goes by really fast. When we talk about those other things, it does. we're talking about a week, right? NBA All-Star mm-hmm. Weekend is like Friday. Yeah,
2: but you Sunday. don't really sleep. No, you get you start Thursday. You don't sleep. Yeah, you Thursday in for in on sure. Thursday. And the, 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 the great thing about NBA All-Star Weekend is you could go home Sunday before the game.
11: Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, that's what I always did.
5: Yeah, you don't need to be there. No, absolutely not. It's Although cool. They, it's
2: cool to see one. You really don't need to see more than one. They
5: have some ads. They have some game day after parties that were pretty fly. One time I went to not
2: the ones that matter. Well, MJ's party is not the day of the All Star well, game. No,
5: MJ's party is not. But um, doing some went work, to all I got to go show. to uh, um, a show after it was All Star game night. Mm. Uh, Travis Scott and SZA, did mm. the show. So okay, they had more stuff like that after after the All Star game. I guess that's probably for the locals, though.
11: Yeah. The All-Star is a little ratchet.
5: Yeah. coming oh, off A little? Of,
11: <laughs> coming off of Super Bowl, All-Star feels incredibly ratchet comparatively.
2: Are you doing that? Are you going from Phoenix to Salt Lake City?
11: I can't do it, guys. Like, I'm already starting to get under the weather. We've had oh. multiple people get sick on this trip. We've had that people fill in. It's no. It's a no for me. And especially if it was like Miami, it's like, oh yeah, All Star Game in Miami.
3: I'm gonna power I'm through it. it. I'm,
11: I'm going. Coming. I'm up there. I'm coming. But uh, All Star Game in Utah. Wah, wah,
2: wah, no thank wah. you. I'm Tristan, out. you're running 170 degree temperature. It's fine. I am going to Miami. It's all good.
11: Ah, I Miami. It's fine. I'll go. The heat will break my fever. It's all good. I'll be in the whirlpool.
2: Hey, I want to dive into everything that that happened uh, this weekend. Um by but, the way,
11: excellent outfits for you guys.
2: Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. I mean, you know. I just, I got, mean, a, I just are,
5: got a thermal on. I ain't got a shirt like Damien. I think we are the we three. We see what time it is.
2: We are the three flyest individuals on on, on a live stream right now. I think that's accurate. Thanks. I agree. We brought this up. It's probably a weird place to start given that, like, Kevin Durant was traded and Kyrie Irving was traded and all of this stuff has happened since the last time we talked, but – why was, why did things, why was Gary Payton the second? Why did that go so poorly, quickly in, in, in Portland?
11: You know, I've been thinking about it all day, you know, <laughs> I've been thinking about it. Seriously. I've been thinking about it all day. What is it that happened that turned left so fast? He was injured for almost half of the season. So it that couldn't have been it, right? Couldn't have been his role right. that he did not like. I, in my opinion, it has to either be—I mean, he's from Bay, the Bay Area. He was in the Bay Area for the Warriors. Portland is not that. There is no, there is no honeys out there that you can <laughs> scoop through. The things that you can do in Portland are very—I would call them undiverse. Mm. Uh, there's pockets where things are good, you know, and pockets where things are cracking. But that those pockets have gotten further and further away from the center of the city as we get a little gentrification. And so it, or like maybe the team culture is not as good as it used to be. Mm. It's weird though.
5: Mm-hmm. Did you And
11: see, maybe losing, maybe losing.
5: Did you did you see like um did he look unhappy there? I didn't feel like he he did look like when he played he was he was out there. I, I didn't know it was a, it was an issue, potentially, out there.
11: I've sent some – well, how, how about this? Next Friday, hopefully I'll have some more intel. I've been sending texts, like, what's the deal? It's mm-hmm. Like, my number one question to the insiders that I know is, why is Gary Payton – I thought that the Warriors at one point just wanted him that badly, but apparently he asked out. He asked to be moved. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so we'll so, table we'll the table Gary Payton the second we'll conversation take, yeah. for next Friday.
11: But it was weird, wasn't it? It was like very yeah. strange. Yeah,
2: we were so focused on the Kings doing nothing yesterday <laughs> that that we uh, we 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 started talking we about. It? Um, no, we didn't miss it. it. It was just like, hey, we haven't really discussed like how did this, how did this happen? Like, why did this go south so quick? Uh, it
11: so. could have been a money thing too for the Blazers, like in terms of wanting to move him because Matisse Stiebel makes a lot less, and he's a lot longer, um, a lot longer of a wing, just kind of a bigger body to pair with Dame, I, on top of him being unhappy.
5: I saw your video on Matisse Stiebel. I couldn't really grasp your feelings on it. Like, I saw it, and I was like, is she not happy? Is she kind of baffled? Like, what was your, what's your thoughts about Matisse Stiebel?
11: I think it was, there's layers to this. I just want the Blazers to do something good. You know, I know you guys know what I'm talking about Mm because you know what it's like to have a franchise just let you down and you expect them to make some sort of altering move and then they just don't. I wanted them to try to go out and get Pascal or OG or whoever, right? Mm -hmm. And for it to be Matisse and Cam Reddish, and I like Matisse fine. He's a good on-ball defender. Can't can't play a lick of offense, though. I'm not sure if it's going to matter. But neither can Gary Payton. And I was quite excited about Gary Payton. Gary Payton's not, like, the best offensive guy. But Matisse's attitude in Philly was just not great. And I wonder if it's him or if it's just the fact that Philadelphia as, as a place is something that we all don't like, right? right. And so he wanted to get out because of the culture. So, like, that was part of it, and then you pair that with Cam Reddish, who I'm not – he's a bucket, but I don't know about him in terms of his focus, in terms of his consistency, his coachability. It didn't feel – it felt like if you put Cam Reddish and Matisse Dibble together, we get the player that we actually wanted.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a hell of a way of putting it. What do you think about the Kings not making a move? I mean, obviously, we're talking about Portland, who's behind Sacramento, and then, you know, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to Phoenix and all of these little moves that were done elsewhere, but Sacramento just, Monty said, we're good.
11: Yeah, I didn't like that. I thought Plumlee got picked up for nothing. So, if they could get, if the Clippers could get Plumlee, then why couldn't you guys?
2: Well, so from what it sounded like, this, so from what it sounded like this morning, is they wanted to send Mason Plumlee to a contender. They said they appreciated Mason Plumley and all he's done for the organization. So, if the asking prices were the same, they were going to send him to a contender and that's what That also, it's worth reminding everybody Mitch Kubcheck is Charlotte's general manager. Mm-hmm. So you could do with that what you will.
5: Jerry with, with the that. Clippers, right? The Clippers? Jerry West.
2: Uh, I don't know. Is he? I think he is. you yeah, would know that, that's is. your boy. Yeah. Okay, so he's involved with the Clippers yeah. and then you got Kubcheck in in Charlotte. Yeah.
11: Yeah, see, I don't like that. And actually, are the Clippers any more of a contender than the Sacramento Kings? Like,
2: I don't know that
7: they are well, right I now. Think Where
5: the they I think are good. I think they are. I, I got the well, Clippers they are going now. To the finals. I had them going to the finals before this.
11: Well, I like the moves that they've made, and I think that they've been very good when they want to be good. And so that matters. That's kind of like the Warriors. They're good when they want to be good, and they're not really good any other time. They can't just wake up and, and win games a lot of teams can't wake up and win games, right? (laughs) But Kawhi, Kawhi, Paul George, it just doesn't feel like their point guard plays very good. Mm. And yeah, you're going to have the ball in in Kawhi's hands. You're going to have the ball in Paul George's hands a lot at the end of games. So does the point guard position matter as much to the Clippers? Like it kind of does, given the fact that John Wall's minutes and Reggie Jackson's minutes are like a net minus 95 (laughs) each. So, like, I didn't like the fact that they didn't get anyone, and they're probably going to go after Russell Westbrook. So, Russell Westbrook, Mason Plumley,
5: Bones Highland.
11: And Bones Highland, who apparently was getting all kinds of friction with Jamal Murray, just messing up the vibe. Mm. He was – Jamal Murray was saying that he didn't like that he had to take on the, the biggest defensive assignment because Bones Highland is like a wet paper towel on defense and they're like, okay, well, I don't want to guard the best player on the other team. That's not what my role is, but I have to because Bones isn't as good. And then Bones is you know, messing up the spacing offensively. Sometimes he's too ball dominant and doesn't realize that Jamal Murray is like the number two option. So I'm very curious how that functions with two guys like Paul George and Kawhi. He's got to come off the bench by himself and just cook like a Lou Williams.
5: You know that, that tidbit that you just gave us? I ain't gonna lie, i had me feeling some type of way about Jamal Murray. What you talking yeah. about, bro? <laughs> I ah, uh, I have to guard the best player. Oh, uh, what you talking about?
3: You ain't. Yep.
5: And I like Jamal Murray. I, that's that's my dog. Like I, I love his game, but I didn't like. I don't like him that. You ain't.
11: What do you, you think about you that, Damien?
5: I I don't like Jamal
2: as much as you guys do. To be <laughs> honest with you, I, he he's 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 a good. He's a he's a good ball player. Uh, I don't think I like him as much as you guys do, and I don't think I'd I, I didn't get the Bones Highland deal. I didn't get when he came up in conversations. That that had been a yeah. thing, like when because Kings fans liked Bones Highland. We had had conversations about it. It was like, yeah, but why? Why would they do that? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I you you answered that.
11: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think the organization. I'm gonna make some calls on this too. Uh, but I don't think the organization particularly liked him either, and that maybe is something that's you know how it is well, when you're crazy. a good a wow. good employee, but your boss just kinda and sometimes you have a a bad boss and they well, make things difficult well, and sometimes vice versa, right? It's hard to know what the truth is. You see yeah. my airpod come out of my ear?
2: No, that was slick. I didn't even notice. Yeah, I just was... saw you kind of reach for your your, she's your a you like you're keeping the you're keeping the vibe strong today she's like you' professional. Good. Yeah. Yeah.
5: 100 yeah. percent Tristan from the I
11: miss you guys. I know. I, we missed you gone too. last
5: week. That was my mistake. You know what I'm saying? I was out of town. Where'd eight.
11: you go again?
5: I was in Baltimore, Maryland.
11: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. were in the DMV. It was
5: freezing.
11: It was a brick out, boy. Holy oh boy. Goodness. Negative ten in New York.
5: It was freezing. It was freezing. Um, but mm-hmm. you mentioned like uh Mason Plumlee and the Kings not getting in on that or whatever. But we we kinda laid out a little bit, Cup check possibly Jerry West having something to do with it. A lot of times when we talk about these trades and trades not being made by the team, you know this, Trista. It's, it's, sometimes it's not the fact that the team didn't try to make it happen, but there are yeah. things outside of their control. Like like you just mentioned, Dame, the Hornets might have been like, hey, if all things are equal, I'm going to go with my guy my guy Jerry West. I got 40 years with him, so I'm going to do business with him. No shade to Monty McNair. He's cool, but this is my guy Jerry. I'm going to do business with him. That." That doesn't have anything to do with Monty McNair. That's not his fault. Like, he did everything he could. He put up a great offer, potentially. But now we're talking about personal relationships.
11: Let me ask you this, too. Because you think about the Kevin Durant trade to the Phoenix. They were only going to do the deal with Phoenix. And where did Sean Marks play? Mm. Phoenix. Mm Mm-hmm so maybe there's some like former love association yeah he wasn't with james jones and obviously matt ishby is very new that's a big balls move for an owner who is there for less than a day time. literally less than that we say like he's been there for a cup of coffee like literally his coffee was still warm if he had it in a thermos <laughs> oh, like the coffee he was drinking at his press conference still warm when that <laughs> deal gets made
2: i'm gonna guess the only thing that moved sean marks to make that deal was the four picks I don't think it was any sentimental feel for the Phoenix Suns. It was four first round picks. Mikael, you got it here.
11: Memphis, Memphis offered four for first though. Mm. Memphis was trying to get KD. I heard,
5: and that was Mm. a team that I thought. Like people get upset here about the Kings or whatever not making a deal. I wasn't really tripping at all because I like the team, and yeah, they got holes, but uh, I, I. I'm not tripping off them not making a deal for Mason Plumlee. That's not the X factor to them making a playoffs or not. But Memphis is a team that has a lot to give and they didn't do anything. They're struggling. You want to talk about everybody else around them getting better. It's exactly what happened. They didn't make a deal. And it's it's interesting to hear you say they tried to get Kevin Durant and didn't make it.
11: Yeah, I think they tried pretty hard to get him and OG in an OB. It was just a couple of teams that didn't want to make the deals. And I think it's. It's hard to know which – and I, you kind of have to know their the pattern of behavior of teams in order to assess, like, did they just not want to get a deal done mm-hmm. or was there no deal really to get done? And then you can judge that franchise and their behavior accordingly, right? Mm-hmm. I think for Portland, they didn't do enough. I think there was more to be done on the edges that they could have done. Maybe they're just stockpiling picks. For Memphis, doesn't feel like a deal was able to get done. For the Clippers, I am very curious why they couldn't get Fred VanVleet. I, I, maybe they don't have enough picks because they give him all away in the Shea Gilgis-Alexander trade, which is, thinking back, absolutely bonkers.
7: Mm-hmm.
11: Bonkers. Do you guys think really Kawhi does not go to the Clippers without Paul George?
2: Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't, I think that I, or let me rephrase it. I do think that he goes to the Clippers. I was, I've told, I think I told the story. I was told before the Raptors trade, he's going to the Clippers. Hmm. Like that's where he's signing it. Like he's going to the Clippers. Hmm. So to think that like, and and who was it? The Lakers, was it the Lakers or the Clippers? Were those the last two teams? I feel like he wanted to play for the Clippers it's it's maybe he just used Paul George. Maybe he just used leverage right there in that moment where he thought he could get a guy in there with him and you know set the town on fire. And and,
5: and
11: because Shea would have been amazing with him.
2: Shea, oh, for sure,
5: Shea would have been amazing with him. But he's he was at the time he was twenty one. Like, he was good though. No, he was good. It I mean, only he took was, one he year. Wasn't at that time, he wasn't better than Paul George. No, 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 absolutely uh, so not. So I'm like, if I'm Kawhi, I'm like, yeah, I don't really have time to wait for this kid to develop. Give me Paul George. Go get Paul George. In hindsight, do you think that's And what the right have they move? done? Uh, I would have done it if that answers your question. They would have done it again. You got Kawhi Leonard coming Knowing
2: how it. this thing looks right now, you do You do that. Mo- well, knowing, knowing how knowing, all
5: – Knowing how everything played out, yeah, hindsight is 20 Well, that's what I'm asking you. No, would you I would have s- kept Shay. Okay, but – yeah, we, we don't have that luxury at the time.
11: Think about this. Shea, you have Shea, right? Mm. And then you've got Kawhi, and you've got your little janky point guards that you have, uh, Reggie Jackson and John Wall, whatever. But you have all your
7: picks.
5: Mm.
11: Now you can get Fred. Now you can. Now you have the luxury to get any damn player that you want. Now you can get into the Kevin Durant sweepstakes if you want.
5: True. But, I mean, I don't want to say hasn't hurt him, but they're still a championship contender i mean okay lake show okay clip show no no okay lake show stop she, it. it what get that off of there
2: can't like everybody knows what time it is
5: <laughs> gonna, it is it's uh, club for the la I'm I'm gonna, 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 uh, he is an uh, la apologist
2: in he loves he loves LA. i'm gonna I'm, i do he, love L.A. He, i don't he, love the he, lakers he sings, he sings that song i've caught him singing that song. i love
5: the city of los angeles i don't like the lakers there's a difference hmm.
2: Pick the Clippers to win the title. That's L.A. love, right the there. I, Watch your son, no, no, Dodgers. I don't think I had
5: them. Did I pick them to win the title or get to the finals? It doesn't matter. I, mean, I still the got them going to the finals. To the finals. Uh,
2: what
11: else in the in the trade deadline? Sorry to hijack. What else in the trade deadline? Uh, like surprised you guys the most?
2: Well, I like outside of KD and uh, Kyrie and, Kyrie, and that yeah. stuff.
5: what do you think about Kyrie? And I Madness.
11: like the fit. I you, like you, so fit.
2: you weren't here. Dallas came up while we were talking and you kind of laid out a deal that was pretty close. I think, uh, uh, you had Tim Hardaway involved instead of, I I, I can't remember Finney who Smith. it wasn't. No. Cause she yes. had Finney Smith. You had Spencey. Finney Smith. In the oh, I think deal. instead oh, of, Sp- instead
11: of Dinwiddie,
2: that's right. That's right. So if you go yes. back to last Friday's appearance, you were like, I, I I could see that working. And sure enough, that gets done. I, But go ahead. Like, you've you been on – I wanted to give you your flowers because you were on this from jump. Thank
11: you. Yeah, I think from a basketball fit perspective, it's great. Uh, You're going to have Kyrie be on and off ball like he was with LeBron. And I don't want to really dissect what he's going to be from a drama or non-drama standpoint. But if you – I mean, I'm sure you guys saw that game against the Clippers with no Luka. Mm -hmm. The offense just flows – like water with Kyrie. Kyrie gives me Bruce Lee sort of vibes with the way that the offense flows in a really beautiful way. I saw the Clipper, I mean, I saw them play against the Clippers. And I'm like, this is the most pace that the Mavs have had in years. Now, can Luca keep up with that pace because we know he's probably eating Twinkies as I speak? I don't know. But if he's, I mean, he's a great player and he's going to probably want to. Have a, some level of assimilation. I think they're going to be really good together. Yeah. Does that mean that the upside of the Mavs is more than it was last year? I don't think so because defensively, they're not going to be good. But it's going to be so fun.
2: The, Let's bring Kyle into the yeah, conversation sure. too. What up, Kyle Matson yeah. in the house? Kyle, where? Me
11: and him talked earlier today. Yeah,
2: we're hanging out, buddy. Where are you? I'm in the broom closet. You're in, the broom, in the broom closet. closet. Okay. I'm not. I'm not confident your your AirPods are are connected. The
11: anymore. audio quality yeah. is bad
2: let's go ahead and, and check that Casey go ahead though well, I was
5: going to say two things with that because Trista, I kind of agree with you I think their ceiling is higher now with Kyrie than it was will they reach the ceiling? I don't know but I think it's a higher ceiling um, two things though when you talk about playing with Luka and comparing it to when he played with LeBron LeBron was a, a, a willing facilitator a willing passer willing to let Kyrie cook from time to time and do other things. We don't know if Luke is willing to do that. We, I'm not saying he isn't. I think we'll have to say he, he's he's as ball dominant as they come. It's, it is James Harden all over again. And James Harden didn't do he, – he didn't end up not liking playing with Chris Paul and, and Russell Westbrook. So we'll we'll just see. I don't know if he is or not because he's never really been in this situation. The other thing I was going to say, if yeah. people don't like this – I remember Tristan, you asked the question I think last week about – people's unfairly or over being overly critical of Kyrie Irving, I agree with you it happens, and they may not like me saying this he's as talented of a basketball player as I've ever seen He, I watch Kyrie and I'm in awe sometimes with what he can do on the basketball mm-hmm. court as talented as I've ever seen it's, a, it's amazing to watch him play I wish all the other stuff didn't happen so we could just enjoy yeah. his game more um, but I see him and I'm like, man, it's like a it's like a wizard out there sometimes.
11: Yeah, the way he dribbles the ball is crazy. What he can do. It's the English around the backboard and how he can get to the rim, his mid range, his footwork. He's not a really he's not a great three point shooter overall in terms of percentages. But when it comes down to crunch time, it's like he's a fifty percent three point shooter. <laughs> so from a basketball perspective, Kyrie's as good as they come.
12: Some of the shots he made in the 2016 finals were ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like I just, as a basketball player, like Kyrie Irving just, <clears throat> I don't have enough superlatives. He's the best shot maker in the league.
5: And he's like six two.
12: He's he's, <laughs> he's outrageous. The
5: shots that he makes, the mid-range, the pull-ups, all the things he does, finishing at the basket to be that size, that's that's crazy to me.
2: His,
12: his Duffy's crazy. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I do. I I, I do. I I, I want to answer your question from ten minutes ago, Trista, and then also give you the opportunity to go take a nap because you do look exhausted. (laughs) Uh, But one, you asked. You asked what shots? Yeah, he did
11: tell me. Was that a shot?
2: You do like you. You do. You look tired
11: um no that i am just hanging in we're just conserving energy at the moment
2: okay <laughs> you're right. getting solid. you're getting
11: my you. battery my battery is just
2: where, where it, are we at yeah where are you going tonight
11: so ben mgm has a couple of parties so. we have a vip to go see marshmallow which
5: oh my son whatever. will go crazy
11: Marshmallow's <laughs> fine i guess i'm not the hugest marshmallow fan but i do like those three little letters vip and then you add platinum next to it and i feel like there's going to be some good star mingling mm-hmm. going on there go. uh and then i think there's another thing at the ainsworth downtown phoenix i was supposed to go to the waste management open i just don't think it's going to happen guys so i was, did see though
7: it's like nine
11: hours. yeah the so golf course golf course awesome people watching i did go to this bar last night though which it took everything out of me to go there it was an hour each way it was yeah. I fell asleep in the Uber to and from. Great little club atmosphere. Met some friends that I know from here. But then as we're walking out, I see Desmond Ritter and Daniel Jones just walking alone in the middle of the street to some club.
2: <laughs> are you what sta- a pairing? Are you stationed in Phoenix? Is that like home base? Or are you in Glendale? We, like where are like where uh, are yeah, you yeah, staying? Yeah, so,
11: so I've moved hotels as, as I said a little bit earlier. We were in we were near Glendale, but we weren't actually in Glendale. We were seven miles north of Glendale at the Wigwam Resort, which I can now say because I'm no longer there. And so that's an awesome resort, but it's an hour to downtown Phoenix. It's an hour to Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah. It's fifteen, yeah, fifteen, twenty minutes to Glendale. I mean, we we stayed there because I think we got a hookup from one of the Colangelos that owns the resort. I'm pretty sure that was a part of it, and then they kicked us out today, and now I'm staying at a Courtyard oh, no. Marriott near the airport. Oh, hey, Make
5: sure you get them points, though. Use the yeah. points. Use the points. Oh,
11: I did. They told me, "Oh, yes, uh, your status gives you an upgrade," and I'm like,
12: "Oh,
5: that's so this nice. little futon, so this
11: little futon in the room. That's it. That's yeah. Got it."
5: Trista, I'm I'm talking usually Damian, sleeping on the floor. Uh, I'm talking Damien, aka uh, Damien Sinatra Barling, since he loves Vegas so much. We're going next year. You got us. We just can we just ride your coattails all next. Uh, oh my Cinnabon god, week? we would
11: have so much fun in Vegas. Yeah, let's I go. would literally just because I usually try to sprinkle, you know, seeing everyone. I would just like, I would just, just you guys would coattails. be the plan, and we would just go around together as a crew.
5: Damien awesome. Davis Jr. and <laughs> Viva Las Vegas.
11: you <laughs> would be great there. I have a new I'm idea going. for a uh, for a show, and I would love to hear what you guys have to say. So many. If they try to steal it it will it will do them no good because i am the key piece of the show and it's called <laughs> so, so it's called america's guest and it's me going to different like it's like kind of like with sacramento and buffalo and i'm with one of the key like tastemakers of the city people who are embedded in the community like y'all like the people in buffalo My shy, very introverted self doesn't have to do any of the work. They just take me around. I kiss baby, shake hands, and I embed myself in the sports culture. We highlight all the amazing things about cities that don't get enough shine, the food, the coffee, the fan environment, the stadium. It's like Anthony Bourdain meets some sort of sports thing. It's funny, and we get to take that thing around around the world.
5: What do you guys think? I love it. Hell yeah. It's a I can't very wait good idea. You, go to Fresno.
12: you like it? It's like Peyton's places and the Anthony Bourdain show, Parts Unknown.
11: Correct. Only I'm funnier. Sure.
5: I can't wait yeah. to go to funny. Bakersfield.
11: <laughs> I'm not going to Bakersfield. No, you're going. Just
12: to Just explore AAA ballparks. That'd be great. <laughs> it's
11: just G League. It's literally G League edition. Santa Cruz. Stockton,
2: baby, let's go. We're <laughs> going to the two hundred nine. Let's go. We'll drive through the two hundred nine. <laughs> that's tremendous so would you
11: guys do it are you guys going to come to vegas you guys thinking about
7: it
2: i'd love to yeah Let's we see could what go happens.
11: you could do the show you could do the show from the vegas odyssey that's they what i not even I they summer. wouldn't
2: even know we weren't here <laughs> just like, volunteering I'm the like, vegas odyssey we, studio we, they they wouldn't even yeah know. no they're
11: great they're really do, they did it for me and i'm way less important than you guys and they do it for jim rome bro your show is on nationally, nationally.
5: Yeah, You're a national fam relax like I, I, well, I did it
11: for the fans. You're going
5: to a VIP
12: Platinum Super Bowl party. Kenny's Yeah, but that's because indoors. that's
11: because Y'all that's because our uh, that's because our bosses get to go and they feel bad and they, so they they haven't really seen us this entire week because they always leave before our night show. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 but just meet us at this party instead of us, like, supporting you and your show.
2: You're you're so important. I actually have to read this. With a three-day free trial, you can try out BetQL worry-free. Get the bidding insights you need uh, for the Super Bowl with a free three-day trial of BetQL. Visit BetQL.com today to get started.
5: Do you have, yeah. Do you? Have I probably any-
12: messed up by not getting that read today. <laughs>
5: do you what, what well, you we job, haven't yeah. even this You're is no. like a it's a microcosm of the last two weeks we have not talked to super bowl once do you have anything going on like you got a prop bet you got gatorade national anthem like what's going on
12: i've got yeah two
11: props i have props we talked about it go ahead are you gonna take mine are you gonna give me? <laughs> yeah more? i was do just gonna do one? a
12: bit where i just stole yours yeah you do it.
11: Give this a, is it no it's your
12: thing it's your thing no, Isaiah, Pacheco, out, Isaiah Pacheco, under 48 and a half rushing yards. It's going to be a lot of Jarek McKinnon because it's going to be a lot of pass blocking. And then uh, she's staying away from the Travis Kelsey props, which I was going to hammer the over, but it's seven and a half. She thinks it's going to hit seven, but uh, it's juice to the under. And then she also has a three-way anytime touchdown parlay. This is just three of 36 props uh, that Trish is on. It is a Boston Scott Travis Kelsey Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown parlay. That's a three leg parlay that'll get you twenty to
2: one.
5: Wow.
11: That's all facts. That is all facts.
2: Mm. Yeah. What, what do you think? I, I went
11: on ninety five seven a game today and I gave that. You out. did. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. Kyle invited me. Why don't you read them the DM that you sent me?
12: Oh. <laughs> uh, it was okay, so <laughs> funny. I'm not ready to do that. I'm not ready to so do that. he DMs money.
11: me and I'm thinking there's going to be some sort of content gold. And I get this such this funny producer invite onto the show like he did not know me
12: whatsoever. <laughs>
11: Introducing usually, himself. Here you go. Give it to me.
12: It's usually like if I send something to Trista, it's like Jordan Poole sucks or something like that. <laughs> it
6: that's says, a, hey, Trista,
12: cult. Kyle Madsen with 95.7 The Game in San Francisco here. I was wondering if we could borrow a few <laughs> minutes tomorrow, Friday around 11 a.m. Pacific to shout about some Super Bowl bets you like, and maybe a little NBA after the trade deadline. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time. I hope you're well.
2: Nailed it. That's tremendous. Nailed it. He did, Jesse, you he take did notes on that? He did secure the
7: interview. Uh, it, secured, worked. Secured it. The interview. <laughs> it worked. Secured
2: the interview. Good. What do you think, and uh, in, in, Kenny told me this was out there. I, I I haven't seen it. I don't know if you have. What do you think Riri's first song is?
11: I want it to be Bitch Better Have My Money. Hmm.
2: I I like it, it, but I don't think it will be either.
5: Damien's convinced me it's going to be run this town.
11: I could see that. So let me ask you this, because you've had more interactions than probably with Riri, bad girl Riri, and probably good girl Riri as well, um, (laughs) combined, which is like pause. (laughs) So do you think she's the kind of person that would play by the rules? Nope. Or is she is she the kind of person who you tell her what not to do and she a thousand percent decides to do that exact thing?
5: She's
2: gonna do exactly what she wants
5: to do. Yeah, but you but right to her point. You're probably better off telling her not saying anything. You're be- to her. Yeah, you're better off doing because if you tell her not yep. to do something, she's gonna yep. do it. Like I, know,
2: want, I
11: can see that
2: I want SM to be the first song. That's I'm guessing it's too, not. <laughs> I'm guessing it's
5: not. Heat
2: but.
11: check, fam, little um, intro to the heat check? Come look here, on. Look
5: here, man. Hey, put pour it up out there. Have the backup yeah. dancers. Let's go. Let's go. What do you
11: what do you think? Which song do you think, all three of you, do you think has You know, like before the vocals come on, and you just hear the beat drop, or even just the the instrumentation, and you're like, "Oh my God, yes!" Like, what is that song for Riri? Well, I feel like it's run this.
2: I feel like it's run this town. That's Uh, why I think she starts with it. Or "Hopeless uh, Found Love." We found love. We found love is the other one. Uh, 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 Oh, don't do that! Do not do that! Do not do that!
5: That's a smash.
11: That's not a party. That's not party instrumentation.
2: I I firmly disagree.
5: That's
11: like, that's final song. That's final song.
5: True, true. Instrumentation. My, my other song is, um was was I don't know the title, Only Girl in the World.
2: Yeah. You want to make,
5: make me feel like, like I'm the only, like only girl, girl in the world. You really
2: love them house records. From, she
5: kills them.
2: Sell somebody else was on my face. Do you think
12: she'll yeah. do the Paul McCartney song and bring Paul McCartney? I love, so I, I did fights. think
2: about that. I thought about that, but you can't do it without the other person on the song. You
12: <laughs> think
11: Good
2: point. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do four or five seconds without Kanye West. I love that song. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, song so like that. that song is does so great. That song is so great. Does she bring Drake out? No.
11: No. No. quirk, 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 quirk. No. I
5: don't think, quark, quark. So no. I don't the the think she does either.
11: any song that is not hers, right? Unless right. that person's there.
5: All right, where in this town would fit right. in that? So like, Jay well, I would think
2: she be, just do the very, That's what I'm saying. That's I don't I, think. But I think she just does the 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 very beginning. Because remember, think of how the song starts. Feel yeah, it yeah. In she in just the air. does that part, and then it's after she hits it, the beat for whatever first song. And then, song then she drops. transitions
11: into a new song. That's
5: dun, it. That's it. Yeah.
11: <laughs> yeah. Shine bright like a diamond.
5: Oh yeah, she's gonna hit that. She's definitely going to hit that. God, and she's trying to it I am down and so excited. Breath.
11: Let me ask you guys Are this. You, do you feel like Beyonce got all up in her zone and all up in her moment by announcing a tour the same week as Rihanna's all of her vibe with no, this?
2: She, no, she did that I for know. a different reason.
11: Uh, what like, was that reason?
2: One, she announced that the start of Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Two, tickets, tickets went on sale the day after the Grammys. Wow. So when oh, okay. everybody that saw the sense. so when everyone saw the prices it was hey you're you're going to see the most decorated grammy artist in history mm-hmm. so pay $1200 for the <sighs> ticket
12: I thought she was waiting until Brock Purdy got eliminated from the playoffs.
2: <laughs> Could have been that. Could have been that. That's-
11: I thought she was doing it on the day that Brock Purdy was having Tommy John surgery. That would have been perfect. Well,
2: well I, I feel yeah. like that's a question worth asking to, to Kyle, even though uh, th- this conversation has gone an entirely different direction. <laughs> I, this is a serious question, and I'm dead serious. Why hasn't he had surgery yet?
12: um just kind of exploring options making sure that you know it's exactly what he's doing and making sure that great swellings down and all that jazz so th- like th- they th- don't you don't you don't know the state of the ligament until they cut the arm open like you can do all the imaging and mris and stuff and take all the pictures but it's a small ligament and i talk to doctors which makes me basically a doctor on this pretty the much. ligament is so small that you don't know the state of it and whether it's even reparable until you cut it open and actually take a look at the damaged ligament.
5: So there's a possibility they they go in there and they're like, damn, it's worse than we thought. We got to do Tommy John right here while we already have yeah. him cut open. Like we're making a decision. Correct. That's He's crazy.
12: putting his trust in Dr. Meister, who is the Rangers team doctor, the Texas Rangers team doctor, to cut his arm open and go internal brace, which is six months, or hybrid Tommy John reconstruction, which is nine to 12.
7: Oh.
11: If I had to guess, I'd say it was the second one cuz that would be harder on the Niners franchise and their decision making. I think that's the bad luck that you will get.
5: Well, the 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 first one would be harder. Him coming back this what? year would be tougher cuz now you got a decision nah. to make. If he's not for the year, no, you got a decision to make.
12: No, unless sir. unless Lance turns into prime Steve Young, it's not a decision.
5: No, I think I think Brock Purdy is QB1 going into things. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's still like he's – you still have two quarterbacks there. If he's out for the year, there ain't two quarterbacks there. Trey Lance that's is right. starting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's true. No, that's, yeah. Until that's, Jimmy that's Garoppolo bad. signed back. There's Stop. no scenario Please don't put that evil on oh <laughs> I've, I've been saying this. I've been saying this. Someone check the temperature in hell because, <laughs> hey, Trista called Kyrie in Dallas. She just said Jimmy's, Tri-
5: Jimmy's called, going back. Uh, she called yeah, Dayball, too.
12: Call if Jimmy Dayball. That was I, when,
5: when I Niners, call...
12: I'm never coming on Dayball.
5: Out oh, boy.
11: When I, what was
5: it? Dayball coach of the year.
11: Oh, yeah. No, I did. Yeah. I was trolling you guys. I was just wanting to troll. I wasn't exactly accurate in my tweet. I didn't... I'm glad you guys didn't uh, get upset about it.
7: I got
2: very right, upset.
12: It was right. It was the right call.
2: No, it wasn't. No. Yeah. No, 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 it wasn't. No. no it wasn't. Nine and If eight. you
12: remove Brian Dayball from the Giants and you remove Kyle Shannon from the Niners and put league average coaches in there... Let's call him Jeff Fisher. If you put Jeff Fisher as the head coach of both of those teams, the Niners are still like probably a 9 or 10 win team. The Giants are winning like four games.
0: Yeah, they probably won like
5: six
11: or seven. One question. um, Is this little uh, cartoon, D'Lo and Casey, is this new?
2: Yeah, I, we're not step I, and
11: repeat. Are yeah, you guys? How you guys feeling about it?
2: I'm not really sure why it's in here, but it is. Like if you look over here to to this side, there's some for our music station too. We we don't know why they're here. I, <laughs> maybe they're room. running out of storage, but we figured oh, okay. it's it's in here, so let's try to utilize it. And it's just covering that office window yeah, right there. So you don't.
5: I'm so poor Catalina, we don't have to see her. You know. Well, I think there, there are us. people
2: who don't understand what we do in here. So there will be very animated conversations taking place right outside that window where you almost have to go tell the person like, hey, there's 400 people watching you gyrate the way that you are over there you might want to
11: yeah like hey do you guys know we're doing a show or do you think we're just like having a conference call
2: yeah there's not a zoom meeting in here like we've, we've there are people watching we're
5: doing a podcast that's what everybody thinks. <laughs>
2: yeah no, we oh, are we are people's favorite one podcasts.
11: one thing uh a real quick aside total pivot i just wanted to say for those in the chatty house this is a little piece of nugget that i have not said i think maybe i've only said it one time before But you know how like Radio Row has people with entourages? Mm -hmm. You know, they've got athletes and they've got their team, PR agent, handlers, whatever. You know, Christian McCaffrey's there, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. Gronk's there. Mm -hmm. I swear to you, I swear on my mother's life, Mm -hmm. no one has a bigger entourage than Stephen A. Smith.
12: <laughs> that right I could
2: believe that. Believable,
12: bro. I that. Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith. He was on a show I was producing one time because my my boss knows him a little bit, and I call him up and I'm like, "Hey, Stephen, it's Kyle with 957. You got a few minutes?" And He's like, "Hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, I got a few minutes." Just really chill, right? Yeah. Dude, he gets on air, and switch just flips. He turns into Stephen A. Yeah, yeah. it was unbelievable pick up the phone after we hang up. And I'm like, Stephen A., thanks so much, man. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. I <laughs> Super chill again.
11: That's gotten me in trouble, guys. That right there, what you're talking about, has gotten me, Trista, in trouble. The fact that Stephen A. can do that, people are like, Trista, you know that, like, th- that you don't have to be this way, like, to your bosses. You don't have to be Trista on camera because Stephen A. in the lunchroom isn't turned up. And so you in your personality should probably not be turned up either. And I said, I'm glad that Stephen A. has an on and off switch. I do not. I do. I lack that. Well, I, okay. I am this way all the time. And we That's appreciate
5: facts. that. You know, I was going to say somebody else that was just like that, but I don't know if this who? is a week to do that. Why not?
2: We now I an feel like
5: who-, who somebody did the same exact thing.
2: You know, oh, uh-huh. yeah. 88. It was the Playmaker.
5: Eighty-eight. Mm. Oh, playmaker was the same, was way. The same yeah, way. he was
2: the same exact way.
5: Once the lights turned on, I think
2: we recorded that interview. Is that why that happened? Like we were talking yeah. for a second before hitting record, and and he was nice. Yeah, he was before, great. Like he was just—he just he was like, yeah, whatever you guys like need. And then all of a sudden, he, he was—he was Michael Irvin. He was
5: the playmaker.
2: Yeah, out of, out of there.
11: Oh yeah. yeah. Thankfully, he was. Yeah, on the that phone. that broke, <laughs> that broke uh, fast.
2: Yeah. You haven't spent any time with Michael Irvin this week, have you? Okay. No, I have
5: Thank, not. Thank goodness. goodness. Hey, has there been any I, fights I on Radio not. Row? Remember that a couple years ago when some radio people. <laughs> oh, there was some beef on Radio Row. <laughs> radio people. It was like Chicago and Philadelphia Radi- or Chicago and Houston or something like that.
2: Radio Row is literally the stupidest place in all of media. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's
11: wild. But it's also like great for just trying to like meet up because it's a central hub. We're not there. We're at the book, which is an hour away. And so when I wanted to meet with people who I haven't seen in years, it was like, okay, well, I've got to go to Radio Row because everybody is there, and you can just kind of pop, pop in, hey, 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 you know? But it's, it's chaos. It's mass chaos.
5: Never been before. One of these days. It's not worth it.
11: Yeah, well, you guys should do your show from
12: there. No,
5: it's not worth it. I want to go dang just it. to
12: watch Trevor Lawrence talk. Like I don't know if I theater. want to be
2: there all week.
5: That's, that's <laughs> it.
2: And that's it. Like, Trevor Lawrence, tell us why you signed with Degree. <laughs> and he well because it keeps me dry. No, it's because they paid you. Why are we doing yeah. this?
12: Tell us, tell us no, about I, I doing got with this some country. good
11: interviews. I have got good interviews. That's because you're
2: you're Trista right. and you're a national radio host. We're D-Lo and Casey uh, in Sacramento. Now we but might people
11: would love you guys. People would love you. They would immediately drive with you.
2: Well, I I, I believe that. that. I believe that
11: they don't even care these athletes. They come one, come all, as long as it's anything out in the main, not the big sets, because they obviously treat the big sets like BDE, right? But outside of that, they don't know. They're not thinking about it. Their handler just says, sit down, and then they just go with the vibe. They have no idea. You're with Yahoo, you're with SI, you're with 1390, you're with 95.7, like, okay, okay, okay. Like, I'm going to treat you the same. I don't think they're going to, like, I don't think there's, like, a, um, some sort of cast system in the radio (laughs) in the radio floor wow
2: well (laughs) you're not like oh you're with
11: you're with local sacramento radio and i'm gronk like i'm gonna treat you like a surf you know no (laughs) that's not the way it goes
2: you know these conversations with trista started out at 10 minutes
5: And it started out with betting. It started
2: out with betting. (laughs) It started out with betting. It's better
11: this way, though, isn't it? Like, you guys are way
2: better. We love it. It is way, way better. I cancel everything
11: else but you. I cancel everything but you. I'm like, you know what? They will accept me in a hotel room in my bed, leaned up against the headboard. Because the chatty house loves me. Yes. For who I am. And,
2: and you, you, we've canceled every commercial break for the last hour. So we'll be back with more of d and KC here on ESPN 1320. <laughs>
10: continues, streaming live
7: on the Odyssey app.
2: Kyle Matson, kind enough to hang out with us for a few more minutes, live from his studios at 95.7 The Game, or live from his closet at 95.7 <laughs> The Game in San Francisco. Of course, Kyle does great work over at NinersWire.com and the Candlestick Chronicles uh, with our man Chris Biederman. The uh, only 49ers question I really had was about Brock Purdy. Uh, I guess that makes sense. It seems like no matter how many options he get, what happens moving forward is still to be determined once he's actually under the knife.
12: Yeah, he has a surgery February 22nd, and I'm guessing at some point on February 22nd, we'll get that Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport tweet that's like, Brock Purdy underwent successful surgery today. It was a repair or reconstruction, and he's expected to be back by X.
2: It's already in Schefter's. (laughs) Drafts.
12: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. For wonder sure, he has two versions right
5: now. Yeah. Wonder how many tweets he has in his drafts.
2: I always wonder that, especially on like free agency day, where where they all know the deals. Like, do you prioritize where you put them in your drafts? Like, because we mm-hmm. only beat Shams to the Malik Monk news because he didn't man. have Malik Monk high high enough in his yeah. in his in his draft folder. We, we got him Yeah, he yeah. had the scroll. He's too. Oh well, he was just hitting send 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 I just I had to hit send once and That's we right. were NBA insiders for a day. It's great
12: work by you, man. Thank Phenomenal you. We're we're
2: we're very we're, very, we're very proud of ourselves for that. It was certainly a big day. Hey, uh,
5: I got a I got a 49ers question though. Okay. Um huh? you asked me this earlier in the week. And 49ers they they've been out there Super Bowl weekend. I guess, you know, cuz of honors or whatever, but they've been out there interviews all over the place, Rich Eisen and the Ringer and all this other stuff. And We've heard a couple of different times from the 49ers what sounds like sour grapes to some people, right? Like they're like, Mm -hmm. man, you know, we weren't really impressed by, you know, the Eagles. We had some stuff dialed up Mm -hmm. and Damien asked me earlier, "Is like, do they need to stop that? Do, are they signing, sounding a little whiny? Um, Mm -hmm. They lost the game, you know, and it wasn't particularly close regardless of what the reasoning was for that. Um, They lost the game. Should, what you think, have you heard the same thing? Like you got the same feeling like, yo, you guys kind of keep referencing this, like just let it go a little bit.
12: Yeah, I was I was a little bit stuck in the middle because I understand they're on Radio Row and they're getting asked these questions and people are gonna tweet out their quotes. Mm-hmm. But my issue has been, not that they're answering the question, but it's the what like you can say, that's a really good team. We felt we, you know, we lost both of our quarterbacks and felt like we didn't get to give them our best shot. You know, hope to see him in that spot next year and da 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 Like, you can say all that without being like, we would have smoked them. <laughs> it's like, th- of course, that's what a team is going to say. That's yeah. what every team is going to say. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's just it's gone on for so long. It, the breaking point for me was Robbie Gold talking smack. Okay,
5: yeah, it's settled. Like, down
12: Robbie down. Gold telling me how to defend Jalen Hurts. Like. <clears throat> That's ridiculous. It's just, it, it's like, let it go. It's been almost two weeks. Yeah. Just say, you know, yeah, they, they kicked our ass and hopefully, you know, we'll be better next year. My,
5: my theory to that was, um, I, I think there's a, a added element to it because the feeling of they, they were robbed of an opportunity. Like if they would have just yeah. lost the game, I think it would have been easier for everybody to digest. Like, Hey man, we lost. Brock was in there. He threw for 220 yards and two picks and a touchdown and they're just a better team, man. There's nothing we could do about it. But there's a there's a feeling of we never even got an opportunity to see what it looked like. And they, and they probably feel like they were robbed, not by any like it's nobody's fault, just robbed of the opportunity to really go up there and that's probably why they're still a little bitter
7: by that.
12: Yeah, and I think and I think you can say that. I think you can couch it like that. Like you can say not robbed in the game. They lost thirty-one to seven. Like they got smoked.
5: Just the situation. But, of right, the situation
12: they didn't get to. They didn't get out. to give their best shot, mm-hmm. or they didn't feel they got to give their best shot. And that happens sometimes. That's mm-hmm. why the fact that we're still here on on Friday, February tenth, and it's still like, oh yeah, we would have. We had some stuff dialed up. We would have won by two touchdowns. Like oh my god, like stop. <laughs> like that's that's too far. That's too, that's a really good team.
2: <laughs> so. Cut. Kyle Matson, uh, Big Kings guy, uh, tweeted something along the lines of yesterday, I believe the Kings are going to make the playoffs if they don't something more, far more catastrophic happened than Mason Plumley not signing there. Now I don't know why Mason Plumley has become the new Scotty <laughs> you know, Barnes. We've been
5: jump, we, we've been jumping on uh, 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 Mason I, I don't know why Mason Plumley's <laughs> name
2: Keeps getting he's mentioned.
12: A, he's an avatar for the type of player they were going to add.
2: The, the, like, the, a nice, it,
12: like a nice little player. But I just pick one because I don't want to list seven dudes.
2: No, yeah. I, I got you. And we're doing the same yes, thing. I've, but it's I've always Mason it Plumley. I also think like it's Mason. Like Mason is just a really name, easy name to to throw. Mason Plumley. Mason, Mason. Plumley. How, like how, how would you say it like Barnes? Sc- Plumley.
5: How would you say like
2: Mason Plumley. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um.
12: Hey, cut that. That's a great
2: draw. <laughs> Which I'm with you. I'm 100% with you uh, in, in, in that sentiment. And I think one thing that made Kings fans nervous was how teams around them moved. How do you think the Golden State Warriors moved? Because I'm on the outside looking in. That's a team I'm always nervous about. You're a little closer. What do you think?
12: I'm glad that they just punted on James Wiseman because I don't think the developmental track was there. And I think we're going to wind up saying the same thing about Trey Lance, but I don't think the developmental track was there for him to succeed in Golden State. Like he needs to play and a lot Mm. and a situation where he's playing a lot right now probably means you're not translating that to wins. And the Warriors aren't in line over the next you know, two, three years to be in a spot where it's like, yeah, go play. And it's okay if we only win 20 games. Um, and it was going to cost him a lot of money and probably handcuff him in different ways. So just punt, like it was not a good pick. Uh, he may or may not be good at basketball. I don't know, but they get a guy back and Gary Payton, the second who they know how he fits. They're not going to need a six week feeling out period with him figuring out the offense and the defense. Um, they've needed, uh, uh, I, I think every team kind of needs a, a defender like him. That uh, if you're in a final series and he gets switched onto Jason Tatum, you don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want it the whole game. You don't want that matchup. But if it's if it's if it happens, you're not freaking out. Um, and he understands the offense. He's good in the dunker spot. He can stand outside and hit a corner three. He understands how to play off a Steph, which is a big deal. So I, I I'm I'm there for for the addition. Um, it he's going to play when Wiseman wasn't. <laughs> So I, I I don't I don't think they're like a – I wouldn't bet on them to win the finals, but if they were going to win it, I like their chances now more than I did yesterday mm-hmm. or two days ago.
2: Kyle, we appreciate you always being uh, very gracious with your time. It just dawned on me yeah. – I don't know. Where, James has been here for three <laughs> hours. I have no clue where he is. Hey,
5: is James doing okay? Uh, he seemed
2: upset yesterday. <laughs>
12: Uh my man was as my shut. grandmother
5: would say, he was cross as two sticks. <laughs> he,
2: James, is, James is okay. Uh he wasn't happy. Uh we'll see how James <laughs> goes. I believe he he's so. here somewhere. He brought Taco Bell for everyone. Like he's he's here. We'll get James Hamm in the building. Uh we'll talk about the Kings. We'll talk about De'Aaron Fox making the All-Star team, and we'll talk about the game tonight against the Mavericks, and we'll do that when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. <music>
10: D-Lo and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app.
2: James, do you know the song that's playing right now? You know this, James. Stop playing. I don't know.
5: You know this one. Stop
2: playing. They're different cultures. I might have to Shazam
4: it. I don't know.
5: Uh, this, you know, you know this—that one by Will Smith. You know. It. Stop it!
2: Don't do that! Don't do that! stop it! Nope.
5: Hey, well, uh, can I ask James a question before we like well, really dive into?
2: James these? is here. Like James has been here for like three yeah, hours. Yeah, he so, he or,
5: fed us. Well, he yeah. fed me. Um, we. This is like completely random, but do you know where that picture is and where it's from with Vladi with the guns?
4: Vladdy with the guns. You
5: never seen that? Vladi with the shot. He's like getting out of a, a SUV, a black SUV, and it looks like a like a mobster type uh, picture. Are you and sure? every it's time he does something, like was going to work, one of the King's Herald guys put it out there, and he's walking. <laughs> it looks like he's in like a movie, and they're about to like, all right, let's go execute this guy. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, where is this picture oh, from? I see I see <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, look at that. <laughs> Do you happen to know what where this picture that? is from?
4: Um, I, it looks like it's a Super Bowl party. Like if you look in the what back, kind of party is that? I don't know. If you look at the back, there's like a there's like a big f- banner or a TV <laughs> or something. Like what is happening?
5: But I saw it. I don't know why he was up uh, hanging around, like on my Twitter timeline yesterday. But he was, and that party, all that party, that uh, picture always comes it, up when something goes on with Vladi.
2: It appears.
5: It I don't think it's real, but I'm just saying like. Was it no, in a movie? Or it like is real. Those guns were real. With am, him dressed like that, dressed like a mobster.
2: <laughs> oh, that looks like. Wait, what do you? Oh, oh, maybe we're looking at two different pictures. then?
4: there are two different pictures. There's <laughs> one of him getting out of a car. That's the one I. That's the With one like I'm the looking at. The
2: black SUV and stuff.
5: Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. There's another of him at a party. Does Vladi Divots <laughs> really like guns? This is, this is intriguing. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I don't what is, know. What is happening? I always wondered, like, what kind of picture is this? Where'd they get it from? It,
2: it's, it, it appears to be some sort of...
5: It looks like a movie.
2: A celib- this doesn't look like a movie. It does.
5: It, well, it looks like a movie scene.
2: Yeah. I don't know what this is. John Bull just tagged, like, all of the... So we could see all of the pictures. It kind of looks
4: wondering. like Old Town Sack.
2: Am I crazy? <laughs> it that looks absolutely like, looks like Old Sack. It looks like
5: he's about to... Him and his crew are about to jam. Well, somebody what is out. happening?
2: Streets too wide. Can't you just call Vlade and ask him? I could text <laughs> Vlade right now and say, "Hey, what is this? Why are there pictures of you holding shotguns all I've over?" I've seen those pictures before, <laughs> but uh,
5: now actually, so now I see the other one that you're talking about. This is the. This looks like the same event. Yeah, it's the same thing. The one with him getting out the truck. That's just him. That's the beginning, and then he went and shot a gun off into the air someone like he he celebrates I, for I love Christmas. when you always
2: do stuff like hey real quick I want to ask James a question well, and I you thought, derail I the whole hour the only one who eight
5: minutes later trying I to figure I was out who didn't know where this came from. I knew James would have known but I guess
2: I feel like <laughs> Jill Jill has to know Jill, Jill knows, knows everything I'm sure Jill knows.
5: You know the
4: best part about Vlade is you can't tell if he's uh 23 or 47 or, like, 52 in that picture. <laughs> you you just can't tell. You have no
2: idea how old he is. Yeah, this was right after the Western Conference Finals that he fired <laughs> that out, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Anything man. else you want to ask, Cam, before we... Not that I could think of. How are you now. feeling today, James? Uh, <laughs> you oh. got to talk to Monty yeah, today. How, you talked going? to De'Aaron today. Okay. But, by I, the way, just hey, real quick... <laughs> You posted a video. My that, bad, I forgot no, to tell you to bleep. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> we got we got hip to it in the chat, so we watched it during a commercial break. But we we pot we, we laughed when he said, Oh crap. So what did did he spoil Kevin Herter is going to the three point contest. They, 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 uh, they acted like <laughs> no. They have
4: no idea afterwards. They're like De'Aaron's is like Oh, they sold okay. Oh, like
2: I am not sure. you know, Oh, they like, know sold it. Uh, All right. Yeah, so All right.
4: I'm gonna guess yes.
2: Yeah, I'm. Uh. Well, yeah, he said it way too confidently. He said it because when he responded to you, he was like, "Oh crap, I'm in trouble." Well, like, he I clearly he have goes, "Well, that.
4: we're gonna have four guys there," and I'm like, "Who's the four? And he just kind of looks at me as like, "Well, Kevin, Kevin at yeah. the three point shootout."
2: <laughs> like it was a great exchange, and is I'm that really confirmed. I'm really sorry we can't play it on the radio because yeah. of De'Aaron's response, but it was a great exchange.
4: It was fun. It, um, and, he was excited. I, I think that's like today. Like the biggest takeaway is like I don't think he was. was ex- well, he, he was trying him. to act
5: like he wasn't excited, but he he was
2: because he didn't. He s- did not he look s- excited. Oh no, he's super. I mean, he, he looked excited for Kevin Herter, <laughs> but he didn't look excited for himself at all. At the all. same
4: time, like he he's always said, like look, like if we make if we if we're good, I'll get I'll get an invite. That's the way it goes. If I'm the best player on our team and like we're good. Then I'll I'll get invited to the All Star Game, mm-hmm. and then he said today he's like, "Yeah, you know I probably should have made it before." You're like, "Whoa, like okay, yeah. mm-hmm. you should have made it before." Yeah, and then Chris Tavares even said, "Did you mean like last week when it was announced, <laughs> or do you mean before before?" He goes, "Both." Yeah, yeah he was spicy. He's like, "Yeah, he was he, spicy for sure." He is spicy. I I like it, you know, and. <laughs> You know, you can just see them there with like a baby Bjorn and like little earmuffs on on the baby, and <laughs> like they're gonna make a a a family trip out of it. Uh, they're excited. I I don't believe him when he kind of downplays it. No, he's excited. He didn't want to get his hopes up. He didn't mm. think he was gonna get there. He was, you know, being self deprecating and and like probably his own harshest critic. Uh, and then when the news came today. It's it's a great day for Sacramento. It's a great I, day for is. the Kings. It I
5: is. felt so bad for him when he didn't make the team initially. I was like, I felt bad because I said this a number of times. He worked his ass off this offseason. Not to say that maybe he didn't other times, but I, he sacrificed. He 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 worked his butt off this offseason, and he prepared himself probably like no other season before. And he ended up getting the results, not only personally but team wise. He had done everything that he was supposed to do and needed to do. And he, he was in there. And, and I, I – no disrespect to to Triple J, but for him to get robbed like that from a guy like Triple J, the type of season that, mm-hmm. that he's having, I, I felt really bad for De'Aaron. So I'm glad it all worked out for him because he he absolutely deserved this. I
4: totally agree. Like the way that the Kings have played uh, for, for someone like – and this isn't like a total knock on Jaron Jackson Jr., I mean, he's a very, very good defensive player. He might win Defensive Player of the Year. But, like, one player has kind of been in line for it. Fox has been in line. And you keep telling him, like, hey, you're not making the team because your team's not good enough. And so to move the goalposts on him, to me, that was unfair. It was full-on Charlie Brown and Lucy. They just pulled the football right out from underneath him, and he goes flying through the air. He didn't have time, though, to even worry about it. It was the day that his wife went into labor, and, you know, they had other things cooking. And he really didn't even have time to have that moment. So I think it's cool. Like, you know, he's like, of course, the little guy won't be able to, like, really remember any of this. But Mm -hmm. it's something we can go back later and kind of share as a family. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he'll get to see that he was there for All-Star Weekend. And, you know, his dad made it, and his dad was cool like got to go to something
2: cool like this so I'm excited for him certainly a life-changing year for him uh on many 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 different uh aspects or life-changing season obviously it's a new year but uh, a life-changing season for De'Aaron Fox for many different reasons yeah um Monty McNair spoke today
5: real quick (laughs) you called for it Jill adds that picture is from Serbian Christmas There's a whole YouTube video of them shooting into the air in celebration. Damn, she knows everything.
4: Where? In Serbia? Because you can celebrate Serbian Christmas wherever you want. But you're not allowed to just (laughs) run around old sacks shooting guns in the air. That's true.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Jill just has the answers. I I just report them.
2: All right. (laughs) Monty McNair spoke today. (laughs) Yes, he did. Uh there's actually quite, there's a number of things that stood out for me that we could talk about, but what stood out for you talking to him?
4: I think, okay, so he was asked, was it by my my friend Brendan Nunes, uh, about how he's, like he's changed over the course of his, like, two plus years. Uh, it may not have been Brendan, but, but I think it was. And I think that that's what stood out. He said, I'm just way more comfortable talking to the media. And I agree. Like, he was not a robot today. Um, He didn't really answer the question of why. I mean, I guess he did, but, like, you know, why he didn't go out and do anything at the the trade deadline. He wants to give this this team more time to grow together. That's fine and all, but, like, five of these guys are free agents at the end of the season. It's not like you had to worry about that, some of these guys. Um, Maybe some of them will be back. Maybe some of them won't, but um yeah overall i didn't think he was like horribly defensive uh he kind of like stood by his line that he wants to give this team as much room to grow and that was kind of that was it like there were some deals that they looked at nothing really worked out and you know we're we're gonna ride with this group down the down the stretch Mm. um he didn't also commit to Uh, the buyout market or anything else he basically said hey if there's something out there that makes us better and we're able to land something that's fine Mm -hmm. Uh, but as of right now you know we're going to roll with what we got
5: I think me and Damian both got a sense of um, confidence that he has in his team like he like yeah they were looking to make deals and things of that nature but it really came off like he said he didn't say this but it felt like we have enough here Like we have enough with this roster to get it done. I know, I think it was your question when he asked, you know, answered about the defensive um, statistics and how the team, do they have enough defensively and things of that nature. And I just got a, I got a confident vibe from Monty McNair. Not a vibe of, man, we struck out trying to make deals. It was, hey, we made some calls, but I really like the group that we have regardless of what happened yesterday.
4: Yeah, I mean, what else are you supposed to say? The day after you don't do anything at the trade deadline, I mean, you're supposed to say, "Man, I blew it. I had seven other deals on the table. I had a better deal two days ago." Oh boy! No, you're. Not, that's not what you're <laughs> supposed to say. You're supposed to say, like, "Yeah, we're, we're just,
2: let's go." But let's I also think you can't you can't hide certain things. And the number one thing that stood out for me when when we aired that press conference today was he came across as very confident. He did not come across like he was unsure about the way the trade de- deadline went, frustrated with how the trade deadline went, or, or anything along those lines. He spoke about this team, for, in, in my interpretation, he spoke about this team with a lot of confidence. And that was my biggest takeaway from Monty McNair today.
4: Yeah, I mean, he did speak about the team with confidence, like, and that's what you're supposed to do when your team's the third seed in the Western Conference. Mm. You know, even like the uh, the question that I asked him late, like De'Aaron Fox making the All Star team, is like the biggest validation for him as a general manager ever. Mm. Like you, mm. you made one of the biggest swings you could possibly make. You took a young guy who just made the All Star team.
2: And by making that move, you turned it into two all-stars. You You might have turned it into
3: three. Yeah.
2: To be honest, if you count Tyrese, because I don't know that Tyrese would have been an all-star here. By going through with that trade, you might have turned three of them into all-stars. No,
4: it's very true. And it's not that I think that that Fox and Halliburton couldn't have coexisted or couldn't have come to some consensus. It's that you could never have maximized them. And by making this move, he maximized what you're saying, Tyrese, but he also maximized Fox and Sabonis. And Sabonis is, is you know, whether he was going to be an all-star a bunch of times after, you know, his run in Indiana, we have no idea. But he is now. He's going to be an all-star multiple years here in Sacramento. And as long as he stays healthy and everything goes well, he's going to be a multi-time all-star here as well. Um, and it's because you have Fox that helps him maximize his talents. And he helps maximize Fox and then you, these two are really easy to build the pieces around. Like, go get me shooters. Go get me lengthy shooters. Now you know what really works. Now go get different versions of these, some of these players that might have better length, might have better defensive acumen. Like, go get some of the other pieces. That's fine. But you can see a very easy picture where these guys are are simple to put other pieces around. Um, And he's... He literally turned De'Aaron Fox into an all-star by getting a player that maximizes him. Mm. And I, I think it's a it's something that like he won't admit is like a huge win for him. It's a huge win for him. Like I can disagree with some of the things he does and some of the ways that he goes about adding pieces or doesn't add pieces at the deadline. But like the dude deserves his his extension no matter what. Because he just got you two all stars and he's got your team third in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's impressive. He, got, he has you eight games over 500, w- regardless of what you are in the standings. He has you, your team eight games over 500 and primed to break a 16 year playoff drought.
5: Do you know? Let's, let's go back a year or so ago because I want to give Monty all his flowers right now. Um, do you know if the deal to trade Tyrese for Sabonis was his baby so to speak like he's the one that said I want to do this and then went around convincing people that this is what we should do or did he have to be convinced by someone do you know how that story went
4: you know it's a good question I I will tell you this that there had to be conversations with Vivek to make sure that it was communicated like this is what we're doing right Mm -hmm. Um, like he had to convince Vivek that trading Tyrese Halliburton was the right thing. And at the end of the day, uh, that's one thing that I really like about Monty. Um, Like I've had conversations with him, uh, like plenty of conversations with him over the last um, couple of years that he's been here. But like he wins battles behind the scenes. Mm. Like he talks to Vivek Ranadive almost every single day. And he is convincing enough in that setting to, to keep the Kings on course, mm-hmm. where I feel like in past situations, that was not the case, where other people weren't able to convince somebody to choose the right path. And, you know, we saw it with Mike Brown. We saw it with the Sabonis trade. Um, you know, like we keep seeing this, this perfect path that Monty has kind of like set forth for the Kings and you hope that he continues to build on that. But like you got a guy that can convince the boss of the right path to go. Mm -hmm. And in Sacramento, that's huge because that has not been the case multiple times where things go sideways and it's, it's not one person's fault regardless of how much we heap, uh, you know, sort of criticism on Vivek Ronadive. None of those decisions were made on his own there's always somebody in sacramento sneaking around like whispering in people's ears and i'm not saying one person i'm not saying i'm not pointing a finger at someone in the organization now but in the past there's always somebody it doesn't matter who it is there's always somebody and i feel like for one of the few times you got someone who's whispering in his ear that has the right motivation the right moral compass for for success and,
5: and these these wins so to speak of you know, the trade and the draft picks and the coaching decision and free agency. That's all just building equity in his relationship with Vivek or whatever. Like, it could be, it it may not have to be much more convincing anymore, right? Like, Vivek may look at it where, you know, this guy, the last four times, he's had to convince me of something, and he's been right. Money, you ain't even got to tell me, man. You just, if that's what you feel, I'm riding with you. You may have built that type of equity up with, this run that he's been on. Vivek
4: is never going to be someone that doesn't want to know all the details. You, no matter what, you're going to have to share with him everything. You're going to have to lay it out for him. That's who he is. It's how he thinks. You're going to have to sell whatever it is you're doing to him. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's okay. I mean, everyone's different. We all like in life, we've all had bosses. We all have to figure out how to work with each individual bosses you know, like even for me, I've said this multiple times, like every time the Kings switch head coaches, which has been nine times in my 13 years, like it's it's like starting a new job where you've got to figure out ways to build relationships and what a, a coach likes and doesn't like and you know, how they they manage. Like I talk to players and, and media members today. I've never been through anything like this. Like the Kings just played, what was it? five games in seven nights, flew home and had practice yesterday.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Like, I've never seen this. Like, we have shoot-around every single home game without fail, unless it's the second night of a back-to-back, we don't have a shoot-around that morning. Every other game we have shoot-around. Like, there, this team practices more than, like, probably at this point in the season, 12 to 15 more practices than any team I've ever covered. I mean, it's like exhausting for the players. It's exhausting for media to be there every. We're there all the time with this team, so you know it's it's an interesting vibe that they have going. But it's good.
2: You think they're you? And I think you posted a video yesterday. They were a little lively at at at, at practice. Do you think that's just the post trade deadline exhale from a lot of those guys? Yeah.
4: I mean, that's what it is. Again, like I've seen so many players that just like. It's tough. Like we
2: we don't really talk about that aspect yeah. of it. Like, you know, you, you had the video of Kessler yesterday. Like <laughs> it's it's a grown man. Hmm. It's a 22-year-old young man who just it's got shipped kid. from Brooklyn to Sacramento. And it's like, oh, God. And, he, and he's smiling and, he, you know, he's doing all the things. But it's like, God, it has to be so tough for these guys. He got drafted to a team last year or traded to a
4: team after draft whatever however he got to Brooklyn um you know he's a second round pick he joined a team with like Kyrie Irving yeah. and, and KD and you know Joe Harris and like a, a uh, James Harden like a, a really really good team and he it's all blown up mm-hmm. like I don't even know what's going through his head talk about you know how many I mean, what Davion Mitchell's had three head coaches, like that's one thing. But at least you're still in the same place. At least you still have, you know, some of the same people around you, the same players. You know, oh, some he's had multiple coaches. head. He's
2: had three head coaches
4: <laughs> now, too. Yeah, right. this He'd season
5: he's had three head coaches. This season he didn't like, see it all in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, it's
4: wild. Like some of the <laughs> the situations that these young guys get put in, it's just horrible. Like I've seen it time and time again, especially here in Sacramento. Like yeah. it's just. Like you break the spirit of some of these kids, you you make them lose their their way, because y- you don't have the structure and stability
2: in place to support them, and it's tough, you know. So hopefully- we're talking about that with the, the 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 Rockets, and and even we use the example of James Wiseman today. Like, how is James Wiseman? If you believe James Wiseman has game, how is he going to get better in Detroit? We were talking about Jabari Smith, you know. How are those guys going to get better in Houston? Like it, it's it's tough. We look at it Oh, like Paolo, you got free reign to do all this stuff like, great, but like then what? Like how are you going to get better? And I think Palo and Orlando situation is a little bit different than Houston and Detroit. I feel bad for those young guys there because I just don't I don't know I, I, I feel like they're gonna wind up being those players that get lost, can't develop and then just get moved around.
4: I totally agree. I mean, like, how many first-round picks have I watched just bust out in Sacramento? Mm. Like Sacramento, it, it's really sad for a lot of. It, it's not just the, the young guys get get raked over the coals. The older guys, this is their last NBA stop. Mm. Like, will Alex Lynn get another job after this? Mm. I don't know, but I can tell you that Costa Kufis was like known around the league as an NBA good guy. Still, he was like thirty couldn't get another job. I mean, he's playing right now in England, mm-hmm. like 33 years old, couldn't get a job after his contract here for no reason, but how many guys can I tell you like left here and never got another NBA job? Oh, it's a stack. Mm-hmm. So, you, you that's one of the things the cultural things you have to change. You have to change the development of young players and and how they're viewed and the stability and support that you put around them. And then you have to change where you're not like a place that people fear going, uh, and you know it, it's going to take a lot. It, it's not just one one good season of play,
2: you know. We'll come back. We'll talk more with James Ham, uh, and we'll prepare for the Sacramento Kings and the Dallas Mavericks that two game series. Really, we'll look at at these next three games because you got the Mavericks and you got Phoenix. This mm-hmm. is a big stretch here uh, for Sacramento. So we'll talk with James Ham. Uh, when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320.
10: T-Lo and Casey continues streaming live on the Odyssey app.
2: Live on Odyssey app, getting you ready for the Sacramento Kings and the Dallas Mavericks, uh, getting you ready for your weekend. We appreciate you so much for being with us. If you're on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe buttons. Uh, if you're on the Odyssey app, make sure you hit the heart button in the upper right-hand corner. Save us as your favorite radio station, wherever you are. We appreciate you so much uh, for being with us. James, before we move on to tonight's game, which I think will be uh, pretty interesting, Luka Doncic not playing, despite what Shams reported earlier today. Uh, Luka not going tonight said he hopes he to go that tweet, by uh, tomorrow. I, I would, too. It was wrong. <laughs> Yeah, had everybody ready to see Luka and Kyrie. We <laughs> thought it was happening here in Sacramento. Now maybe it does tomorrow, right. uh, but it's not happening tonight. We'll get to that uh, in just a few minutes. You, we, I think I, I think I know how you feel, but we talked about it so much. I, I, I do want to ask you the, the, the question kind of plainly. We talked about the Harrison Barnes dilemma all last offseason leading to this season. And even for a few minutes, we spoke about, okay, we're living it. What would you do? And now that the trade deadline has passed, Harrison Barnes will be here for the remainder of the season. We have no idea what's ahead. Are you good with that decision? I mean, you had to be. When they started
4: winning, you had to be. I mean, it is what it is. Like, I told you guys, for this, like it is a good situation, but it's also a worst-case scenario for this team. Because you're now risking losing a very valuable player who will you know, go on to make a lot more money in the league for the next four or five years. And you don't know if you're going to be able to retain him or not. And you also don't know if you can replace his spot in the rotation next year. And it's something that like, like I looked at, at the trade deadline, even if you, you didn't trade him, but if you would have found someone else that you could at least had some idea that might be able to help you out in in case you go into this off season and you have like literally zero small forward, that would be a problem. And I think it's something that the Kings are going to have to deal with. They're going to have to deal with it quickly. It's not like like this team is not going to be in the top five or the top ten. They're probably going to have a draft pick between, like, number 15 and number 25. So that's not where you find starting small forwards. You can find one two year for two years from now or three years from now, but that's not typically where you find guys that just instantly step onto the court and are ready to help you out. And I guess you could go, like, double up on Murray's and go, grab the other one uh and, and like That's the only on.
2: thing better than one Murray's, yeah'd be yeah so tumors as well. yeah. oh that'd be tough they <laughs> literally look exactly the same oh, there, there they're are, identical there's identical. some sometimes with identical twins there's distinctions that you get <laughs> they're I they could fool everybody Did, everyone uh, all the time
5: are they they they're the same grade right Keegan just left early
4: yeah 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 they're just at a different point in their development and like it, it kind of looks like Iowa they only allow one player to be good per season. <laughs> That's kind of like their their the way they handle things. Like, okay, this guy is our superstar this year, go. Mm-hmm. And so it was Keegan last year, and Chris has been really good, but he's man. still going to be around, if he does enter this year's draft, which I pretty much guarantee he will, he's going to be right in that range, 15 to 20. And so, like, I, I don't know, there, you're going to have other options and stuff, but, uh, and the Kings will have cap space, but How many times have the Kings ever been able to go out and get somebody? And I'll keep saying it like Vlade Divac is the best free agent the Kings have ever signed. Mm -hmm. And like they, the Kings have never successfully gone out and got a player like in his primer at that age as good as Harrison Barnes is. Harrison Barnes isn't going anywhere. I hope not. I don't think so. Like at least for, if you can get him for like a three year deal, like I've said, like a three year 45 or three year 48 million. Um, where it's a declining scale, so 17, 16, 15, or 16, 15, 14. That, that to me, makes a lot of sense, but yeah. he's also got to want to be here and everything else. You need this situation to be good the rest of the season and to play out, like, like continue the Cinderella story. Yeah, You know? Two-year
5: two with a player option? You know, is that
4: something? Yeah, I mean, he is 30. He'll be 31 next season, so... Like, that's, you always have to be cautious. You like, you just never know. Every player's different when they start to break down. feel
2: you got it. I feel like you do a three plus one. Because uh, if you okay. do a two okay. plus one, yeah. he's a, you essentially have to make another decision. Like, yeah, almost just, immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think that, like, even, you could probably do a, like a team option for year 3 or something but i i don't know like that that seems like a, he's a he's still a really good nba player he is, he he is. you know and like people want to like uh, we had the the situation early in the season where it looked like he was he was dead. done it looked like he yeah. was dead. cooked yes. yeah but for like 5 games and then after that he's been he's been really good and then
5: him. he looked like michael jordan whose game is it <laughs> It's Harrison, but that was an actual tweet by Damian
0: Barnes. Um. You
4: still have that issue, though, that even though you can like Harrison Barnes and you want Harrison Barnes back and everything else, you still need more length and athleticism at the three and the four. You still need a shot blocker at that position because Sabonis is is who Sabonis is. Sabonis can't make his arms grow like four inches. He just can't. And so he's not going to be a great shot blocker. He can be a decent rim protector as far as keeping guys away, but you need more length and athleticism at the
2: three and the four. Well, like Mason Plumley could be in, uh, like let's say something nice about Mason Plumley, That could be a target this offseason. Like he's only under contract for a few months.
4: Yeah, but he's more of a five. So like that that could be your reserve five, you know, but the, uh, the other positions you need, even like Keegan has decent length and decent athleticism but he's not like what we're seeing from some of these guys that are well, out there.
5: Well, and I, I don't want to make like it can't be solved, but then that like um, that's a bit of a problem in itself. Uh, maybe, maybe not a problem. But this is what I talk about when you talk about trading for somebody. Because the shortcomings of Sabonis are 100% correct, but who's coming off the floor? Like it's almost, almost like you're locked into Keegan and Sabonis. That's what you're going to have to do, and I think maybe you get better with perimeter defense and you do gang rebounding and things of that nature. But it's not like you have a – like last year when Trey Lyles was playing and he was the starting four. It's like, well, you can get better at that spot. Like you can go get a free agent and get a a four that fits better with Sabonis and can rim protect. That's not really this case. Like Keegan's the starting four.
4: Well, I think the good thing that they've seen this season from Keegan is – you were able to put him at the three quite a few times and have him just hold his own. And so you're looking at him like we talked about it before the season, he's a four that might be able to play some three. I think now you're looking at him as a potential three four. Like, can you put him at the three long term? Can he be your your long term answer to small forward position? And the key to this is like an NBA offseason, when you get a young player like him. And I've even talked to, like, some, you know, people within the walls of, of Golden One Center. They're, they say, like, one of the good things they like um, about Keegan is that he's he's got a young body. So he's not, he's a, a bit of a late bloomer. And so there's still potential for his body to change. Hmm. And I don't mean grow and, and get taller, but like to mature. And and so when the Kings get him in the off season, you already, you kind of know who he is, right? But if you can make him into more of a small forward body right now, as a second year player, this off season, like, I think you can do that. Mm -hmm. You can work with his mechanics. You can work with his flexibility. uh, You can like choose like, you know, like lean body over like bulking him up to play the four and I kind of believe that that's where the Kings are going to head like they they now know that he can play some 3 and he's probably going to be pushed more that
2: way. Well, it's the Dallas Mavericks tonight and we know it's the Dallas Mavericks tonight and tomorrow. Uh we know that the Dallas Mavericks like to get up a lot of threes. This is a I thought Dallas was was really we talked about this with uh, both both Trista and and Will Z earlier. And it's going to be a similar game because Luka's not back tonight. So it's it's Kyrie and everybody else. And that offense looked really smooth uh, with Kyrie Irving kind of running it uh, and Kyrie Irving being the primary scorer. He had all five uh, starters in double digits. Now, this was an entirely different game in the fact that they were playing the Los Angeles Clippers, which is normally going to keep the game relatively low scoring. And Sacramento, obviously, is not going to do that. Their bench wasn't particularly good in that game. So I, I think there's a, a, a number of areas that Sacramento could take advantage of uh, this particular team. But the overall long-winded point that I'm trying to make is Dallas looked really good in that first outing with Kyrie. It's not going to look like that when Luka returns. Hmm. I don't know what it's going to look like when Luka returns. But that first outing, it looked it looked really good with a lot of capable scores.
4: Yeah, we're going to have to give that team a little bit of time. Like, that is such a massive swing for the fence and brings in such a dominant personality and dominant style of player. Uh, The good thing about Kyrie, which I I didn't think I'd ever put those words together. Um, (laughs) Damn. (laughs) The good thing about him, though, is that he has played with great players in the past and he he understands how to work with great players. Mm And how to pick and choose his time versus allowing them to have their time. So mm-hmm. there is that aspect to him. Uh, a lot of the other stuff, like I, I just don't know. Like, and, and the other thing, like Christian Wood, I don't know what's going on there. Like Christian Wood, they they can't come to an agreement on an extension, or they haven't been able to. Uh, he can make I think a lot more money if they wait until this off season and then extend him. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe a guy that the Kings could look at.
2: Is that I mean, money there? I mean, is he worth? I don't know. More than what he can get from Dallas. Well, well I don't think he's restricted either. Oh. And yeah, the, yeah. And the problem
5: well, is, uh, what James said, Christian Wood. I don't know what's going on there. Has been said a lot in yeah.
4: his career. <laughs> yeah. There's something. There's something about him. But like even in this last game where where you know they they beat the Clippers, um, he only played 17 minutes off the bench and. You know, you're starting Josh Green, you're starting Reggie Bullock, you're starting Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dwight Powell. Like, first of all, they don't have anyone that can slow down DeMontis Sabonis. Yeah. They also don't have anyone that can stay in front of uh, De'Aaron Fox. Like, Delmas might have one of those first quarter
2: double-doubles tonight.
4: Yeah, and the, the deal with them, too, is, like, they gave up a lot of... Yeah. Of defensive play when they Depth. moved away from Dorian Finney Smith. He's killed the Kings. Mm-hmm. Like he's a guy who has hurt the Kings multiple times. So I'm intrigued to see what this team looks like. And then you get to you might get to see him like two totally different versions of them. Yeah. Like one night it's Kyrie show, the next night it's Luka's Show with Kyrie as like secondary player. They've never played together. Like how does that look? So I- I'm kind of I want to see Well that's and that's like. the unique
2: yeah. thing though. We know Kyrie can play without the ball.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: We I don't think we know if Luka can do that. I think we know he can't. Well, yeah. well okay, I was trying to give him the benefit of yeah, the doubt, but well, like
5: I, I, and to give him the benefit of doubt, I don't think he's played with somebody as good as Kyrie. No, that's very He true. definitely hasn't. Yeah, no, no. No, that's that, very true. I mean, he definitely hasn't. So maybe with a guy like that, he's a little more willing to give up the ball, play off ball himself a little bit and 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 have some type of flow, but uh, I look at this particular game, not this game because Luca's not playing. But you know, if he did and plays tomorrow, whatever. Um, I think, I think it's a, it's a bad matchup for the Mavericks. Good matchup for the Kings. We talked about their their lack of anybody that can guard Sabonis and slow him down inside. There's that. Um, the style of play for the Mavericks, very offensive style, like free flowing a little resistance on the defensive end, I think that plays into the Kings' factors. And we talked about it earlier, and you just kind of look at you look at the team. And I know they looked good without Luka and with Kyrie uh, against the Clippers. But say Luka and Kyrie play together tomorrow, and let's say they go off for 60, 65 points or whatever. You got to find another 55 to 60 points to match up with the Kings. This isn't just get to 100. And I say that especially with Dallas because they don't play no defense. If it was a defensive stalwart going up against the Kings, like, yeah, maybe you're 60 from your two stars and you play good enough defense where you could hold them to 105 or something like that. That's not Dallas. Kings are going to put up points. So I said it earlier. (laughs) You guys know what I meant. You can't beat the Kings by trying to outscore them. (laughs) Okay.
2: You (laughs) heard it here first. If you score more than the Kings, you won't win. That's what Kenny said. That's science. <laughs> that'll be that'll be that'll be the it'll be a first in the NBA. Kings are looking to make history.
4: Where is yes. Dallas? Dallas uh we yeah, have... Dallas's defense is is really really close to the Sacramento Kings defense. Yeah. A 114 uh 7, and that was with uh versus a
2: 114.9 for the Kings. And calling back on our Will Z conversation, I think it was 2 and 8 in terms of offense.
5: Yeah.
10: Yeah,
2: yeah. And, and that's also that's what
4: Dorian Finney-Smith, who's mm. a very yeah. good they defender. Yeah,
5: they take a bunch of corner threes. That's what mm. Willsie was talking about earlier. Yeah, the corner threes, was, he kills, kills
4: you. Yeah. Oh. They are uh, second and, and eighth in uh, offensive rating. The Kings are right there. They're point .1 behind the Nuggets again. So In offensive rating? In offensive rating. Their defensive rating keeps fluctuating between, like, well, it's just in the 114s, but high one fourteen, low one fourteen. They move up to, like, 20th. They drop back to 24th. It's not been great. I mean, that's, again, that's what I wanted to do. But it's funny. Monitor.
2: 20, it's like, oh, 20. If they were 19th, that would be elated.
7: <laughs>
4: yeah. If they were, if they could get to like 16, and that's where, like, again, you could have added one or two pieces and got better defensively. You can't fix everything and be a top five defensive team. You could have got better without any question. I mean, there are, there are ways to get better defensively.
5: And I don't mean to take it from defense to you because you're, you're right. I was thinking about something earlier. Have the, the Kings, one of the best offenses in the game, right? It really seems, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, they haven't had everybody clicking at the same time except for like one game. <laughs> I it's was, either Malik is hitting and Kevin's yeah. not or vice versa. Maybe TD hits when both, Trey Lyles is hitting because Malik can't hit and Kevin. Like they've had one game really where everybody was cooking and it was i thought about
2: class. that earlier when ham mentioned the way harrison started the season and it reminded me of how kevin herter started the season hmm. and it's like kevin was way up here and harrison was way down here and i feel like they've been doing this and maybe kevin isn't where harrison was to start the season yeah. Yeah. But he certainly dropped down from where he was. I definitely thought he was shooting ninety percent from three all season long, <laughs> uh, but that but that plummeted down a little bit as Harrison rose. And it just, you know, if if, if I'm, a, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a double team with my partner Kenny here because if if these if all of these if 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 basketball is so different after the All Star break, well, what if the Kings start hitting offensively? All of them. What if what if they're what if their little their little season quirks start to line up, then, yo, Dallas has a problem. Yeah. All of these other teams have a problem. A scary yeah. season.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's interesting you're talking about how Herder and, and Barnes have kind of fluctuated like this, and then you have Monk, who's literally like, <laughs> <laughs> that's right, <laughs> like a three year old grabbed
2: <laughs> your, but that's your awesome, chart and yeah, started scribbling, <laughs>
4: like, what in the world are you doing? Yeah, and you know, like uh, we've seen a lot of the players and and do he's that.
2: up right now. Like Monk is up right now.
4: Oh yeah, he's way up. He's he is really, up. really good right now, and he's played exceptional. And he's he's really taking control of the second unit. He's passing. He's breaking down the defense. He's
2: got his flash going. And, you know, all the flare out. Uh, and he did that on the road. Like if he does that tonight, man, that building's gonna explode. It's gonna be some energy tonight. Yeah. Too. yeah. Oh, oh, it's, it's gonna, gonna be. be yeah, it's energy. gonna be a night at the Golden One Center tonight. for I sure. I think
4: so too. I, I'm really excited to see what this team looks like like with a week and a half off because they have a long all-star break. They have a much longer all-star break than a lot of other teams Mm -hmm. uh, because they don't play after what they have uh, their final games on Tuesday. So they got a couple of days there to play with. Um, The shooting usually is impacted greatly by the legs. So if, if this team gets a couple of days off to really relax and let their bodies heal up and maybe we'll see a really, really strong, uh initial come out coming out of the break where they are firing on all cylinders.
2: Domas obviously will too. And Scott Moke is the ultimate pro. The, the, the Sacramento Kings game ops are the best in the business. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox is going to get one of the biggest pops in Sacramento Kings history tonight. Oh yeah, when his name is called as an all when he's introduced and that crowd gets to congratulate him for the first time. Yeah. That's going to be a moment tonight at the Golden One Center. Absolutely, yeah. you're going to think the all-time scoring record was just broken. <laughs> <laughs> stop the game. is going to be out there with Rain, and his parents are going to come to. Oh, it's it's he's going to think it's starting five. Yeah, it's 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 going to be if De'Aaron showed up in all black tonight, it's over. It's <laughs> you, over. You know,
5: I thought about that though when I originally thought he was going to be on the All-Star team. I think I told you about it. Like you just you just think back to. Um, the, the day he was drafted and the hopes that like there was a love affair. Like it seemed like he wanted to be here and we wanted him bad and we got together and we loved each other from the start. And you saw him, I know we talked about it earlier, but you saw him come from a, a young man to a man. And we've seen like, he's, it feels like he's been here forever. It's only been like six years, but it feels like we've seen him from like this young spiky haired kid to this grown man and, and, and he's made it, he's done it. You know, we, we asked, we thought we were getting an all-star. We thought we were getting a franchise player and and somebody that could change the franchise and damn it. He's done it. He's done it. He's actually achieved it, man. It's a, it's a hell of a moment.
4: It's actually, it's really cool. um, You know, I've covered this team for this is 13 years, but to watch like DeMarcus cousins come in the league as a 19 year old and play out the course of his career and see where things went and unfortunately you know where his career path went but then to get to start start over with someone else and get to see them like have a really rough rookie year and second year oh so much better third year like oh oh fourth year he's incredible it takes a little bit of a step back you know the instability of the franchise started to wear down on him and then to see him come full circle and get to have this moment I- I'm super excited for him because you're right like you know you see this little spiky haired kid and he weighed like 165 pounds when he came in the league um but to be there and talk to him all the way through and to see like the brash cocky fox that it still comes out on occasion because that's who he is but to watch him grow up it's been really really a pleasure he's a good kid Mm -hmm. um you know I've, i've really enjoyed like being around him in this setting and uh it's cool to see where i you know, there are times where I can say that with cousins, but there are also a lot of dark times. Like, oh man, what are we doing? Like, you know, it's hard because you, you as a journalist, you're not allowed to like step in and like, man, can I help you with something? <laughs> can I, can I just like try to like, yeah. like it's really hard because. But De'Aaron's never strayed from a path. Mm. Like, it's always
2: been like uh, he's a good kid. He's just waiting for the right opportunity. Well. I won't ask you to predict the basketball game. So, who you got Sunday, Hammer? Thirty-one
5: twenty. Oh, yeah, Chiefs! He is, boy, he,
2: Chiefs. he didn't watch Patrick well. Mahomes come up from. Me, <laughs> <laughs> in, 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 in fact, he did. That's uh, right. In fact, he did. I know you got Kansas City.
5: Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game.
2: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like the score. But you did bring something up earlier that I absolutely believe is a factor in this, and like. Andy, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes showing up again and losing. Yeah. I can't – I don't, I, I don't I, see they, that happening.
5: They're going to have that look in their I,
2: eyes. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't see that happening. They know what that feels like. Uh, if you're listening on ESPN 1320, uh, if you're listening on 98.5 FM, uh, KRX QHD2, if you're listening on the Odyssey app and you want more Kings coverage, you missed Trista Crick, you missed Kyle Matson. you want to recap everything James Hamm said to get you ready uh, for the Sacramento Kings and the Dallas Mavericks, Don't move. We're going to run it back for you next on Sacramento Sports
0: Leader ESPN 1320. Go Kings! We coming for you, Luca! How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.